On this episode, we discuss the boss baby family business. Ooh, baby, baby, boss baby, baby. <laughs> Stuart, you know they did that song in the movie. I know, that's why I just did it now on, on the podcast, the supplementary podcast that people are going to listen to. Okay. Sorry, I shouldn't have inter- interrupted. Mm. Uh, do you want to do that one again? No, that was, I feel like the addition, so people understand, <laughs> I feel like Sorry. I feel like having a little uh, little note at the end makes it better. It makes it funnier. <laughs> the the annotation? Yeah, yeah. That's why my copy of Ulysses is funnier, is because of all the annotations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, and cut, Alex. Perfect. And welcome to the Flophouse. I'm Dan McCoy. Oh, wow. It's me, Stuart Wellington. Double wow. Ellie Kalen here. And you know what, guys? We've got a very, very special guest. Maybe the specialist guest we've ever had, not to make our other uh-huh. guests feel less special. But this is the most specialist. Joining us for this special family episode of the Flophouse mm-hmm. is... Say your name. Samuel Kalen. That's right. My son, Samuel Kalen, uh-huh. the original the original Kalen boy. Uh, well, not the original Kalen boy. The original Kalen boy was my dad because right before he was born, the name was changed from Kaplan to Kalen. So he's the first one. Then there's me and my brother, uh-huh. and then there's Should, Sammy and his brother. Should I be so, writing all this down? <laughs> yes, please yeah. do. Also, there's my dad's brother, too. I should have mentioned him. So Sammy's not the original Kalen boy. Oh. He's like the fifth or sixth in Is line. Is this all going to be on the, the test? Or? <laughs> yes. And there's my brother, too. But anyway, that's right, guys. I'm the fifth. They're the fifth. So Sammy has joined us for another installment of Kalen's in the Isles. Da 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 da. Sometimes when there's movies, you gotta have more than one Kalen. This is one of those movies where you need more than one Kalen. There's Daddy Kalen, me, Elliot, and there's his son Sammy. Sammy, how do you feel about being in the Isles? <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> just as annoyed as we are. <laughs> for those for those listening, you couldn't see that Sammy was literally rolling his eyes and slapping his forehead in disgust. <laughs> what do you think about joining the yeah the family business, Sammy? You know, you can't just shrug; it's an audio yeah, you medium. Talk. Thinking, mm-hmm. he's thinking. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay, what do you think? I'm still thinking about it. <laughs> okay. Well, think about if you want to join us or not. So, Dan, why don't... Well, I'll tell well, you at the end if, if I decide yet. Okay, okay. decided whether you liked it. <laughs> okay. Okay, so, Dan, while uh, while Sammy's thinking and, and taking in all the data he needs... Hedging, hedging his, conclusions, his bets, I like it. What was yeah, the question, when, uh, <laughs> what, The question was, how do you feel about joining the podcasting family business? I don't think I will. I mean, you don't have to accept it as a... <laughs> job offer just yet <laughs> no no wait till the end of this 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 trial period dan what do we do on this it's podcast okay what do we do on this podcast other than uh annoy my son uh this is a podcast where we watch a bad movie and then we talk about it or you know it wasn't that bad <laughs> we'll get to that Sam. well that's we'll the thing that. we will make a judgment at the end we we watch a movie that we presume might be bad based uh-huh. on uh public reaction uh, critic reaction, all that sort the of stuff. The advertising, in this case, mm-hmm. how how super smug that baby looks yeah. on, on mm-hmm. all the posters. Daddy how this said was... it wasn't that bad. Shh, I know, but we'll it. we'll get to there. I feel like we'll yeah. get we'll do that at the end. First, I know. I feel like there's some dissent <laughs> in the aisles. So why are you saying it now? Mm, because I want to. Okay. Mm. Wow, that's he today's generation. Like... Born podcaster. 
they just do what they want. That's the TikTok generation. Mm-hmm. Uh, or so, the Adams family. True. <laughs> so they, they, and they, they kick, kick and they stop a friend. Yeah. Slap. I don't a even friend. know what that I don't means. Think they stop slap a friend. a friend. Yeah, it's kicking. Oh, they I thought it was like they. St- I why thought it was they, they kick and they stop a friend. A friend? Yeah, why would they slap know. a friend? I don't know. Ask MC Hammer. Awful. I thought wow. it was like they stop a friend from driving when they've had too much to drink. Nope. Yeah, they would family. encourage that, I think. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're real reverse opposite day types. I guess that's true since they wear their underpants outside their pants. Mm-hmm. So we, anyway, this time we watched uh, The Boss Baby, Family Business, which is a sequel to The Boss Baby, a movie that... Um, I, I was told has a very sort of convoluted mythology, and I looked it up on Wikipedia. It does, in fact. It's 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 a high concept uh, comedy that uh, you know it did confuse me a little bit at the beginning of this movie. What the heck was supposed <laughs> to be going on? But once it gets rolling, it doesn't really matter all that much. Uh-huh. So yeah, I, I was so I had not seen the original The Boss Baby, which yeah. I had assumed was just about like a smug baby that talks. <laughs> like, and you don't really need much more than that to make a movie, but. It wasn't watching this. Sammy and I were both, uh, I think, very surprised to find out. Yeah, the elaborate backstory involving a secret corporation of talking babies <laughs> and magic, and there's like a wizard clock and things like that. I liked. I liked when um, uh, when uh, Armstrong uh, he like uh, the ro- the back of his robot suit opened and mm-hmm. he as as himself the baby uh, he just stepped out. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, there's a baby that wears a suit, a robot suit. Mm-hmm. We'll get into all this. And because I think, and I think because there's no original, I think it's just like his head with the wig that pops out of the machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you so, so, Sammy? Do you want to stick? So, Sammy, do you want to tell us what you thought about the movie before we do the summary, or do you want to be here for some? Of the or summary? explain what happens in the movie for us? Or do you want to? Or do you, do you want to help me through the summary and explain what happens in the movie? I'll help explain. Okay. So. Buckle up, everybody. <laughs> I'll correct you if you're wrong. Yeah, please correct me. Okay, so again, we have not seen the original movie, so a lot of what we're picking up from the original movie is just context clues from this one. But mm-hmm. there's an opening voiceover that we revealed comes from Tim, who I guess was the older brother in the first movie. Yes. And now now he's a grown-up, and he's a stay-at-home dad who still has an overactive imagination, which I guess means that in the first movie he had an overactive imagination. Daddy, yes? Daddy, can I get to the part when they change back to babies? Okay. Well, we get to that part. You just remember that <laughs> now. Uh, now, and, and the dad is voiced by James Marsden, who you know I like. I like James Marsden. Uh, he's he's been he's been the best part of many Flophouse movies, and he uh, before now. And this dad is he's kind of like a young dad. He's pretty hip. He looks like a Warby Parker ad, right? <laughs> Uh, certainly. Yeah. He's certainly a young hipster dad who never thought that he'd be living out in the suburbs. He assumed he would live in the city, but now he lives out in the suburbs and he's loving it. Still wearing Apparently, skinny jeans. I like it. Uh, according to Wikipedia, this character was voiced by Tobey Maguire yes. in the first movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and also the, the the character that was – the, the Tobey Maguire character, they originally had wanted Patton Oswalt. I don't know whether he was cast and had to step away because of his family tragedy or what the story was, but uh, he was uh, he was also going to be the like. So this is this is kind of like Mark Three of uh, this character of, of Tim. Yeah. Now, uh, and that was a little bit of our regular regular feature, Boss Baby behind the bleachers, where Dan <laughs> tells you the real behind the scenes backstage <laughs> drama behind the making of the Boss Baby. Uh, Dan, what other Boss Baby stories do you have for us? Yeah. Uh, well, let's see. Um, and don't worry about. Don't worry. I know you don't like to reveal names or your sources just tell us the little birdie told you a little boss birdie uh i 
hear that the first boss baby is kind of good at the beginning and then gets convoluted? I don't know, man. Wow, you heard it here first, folks. (laughs) That's the kind of juicy, exclusive, behind-the-scenes goss you can only get from Dan McCoy and Boss Baby behind the bleachers. I learned one thing about Boss Baby, and now I've been... I feel like Dan's just wetting our, our, our lips. He's just wetting our taste buds okay, for this. Okay, I'll find some yeah. other Boss Baby just... facts to drop in later on. Like sports. Yeah, well, that's the joke. Um. The, uh, I, think if, uh, <laughs> I think, Dan, uh, we'll be back to you later, with, if I remember, with more for, from the Boss Baby behind the bleachers. So I guess uh, look up your, your network of little birdies, your little yeah. chickadees that are in your spider's web that feed you information that allow you to control uh, Bosteros, the mm-hmm. Boss Baby yep. kingdom. Mm-hmm. And, Thank you. Uh, so uh, Tim, he does have a real overactive imagination. Almost immediately we are thrown into his uh, kaleidoscopic uh, hallucinations that he, is, he and his family are now race car drivers, or he's an Old West saloon keeper. He's a mad scientist uh, with a stuffed animal. He's the kind of dad who is, I imagine for other adults, a lot to deal with. And they, sur- they surf on lava, right? Yeah. Here, you can say it in the microphone. Yeah, say it in the microphone. Yeah. Feel free to interrupt me because I know I'm going to interrupt those guys a lot, <laughs> just like at home. <laughs> yeah, he's got one of those like uh, one of those uh, Gabriel Garcia Marquez imaginations, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, exactly. That's yeah. the way I would describe it. The I uh, recently this is behind the looking glass, uh, not mm. the looking glass behind this. Um, I, I I will read a book aloud to my wife before we go to bed. Like we read through books, mm-hmm. and we just started 100 Years of Solitude, which I had read before, but she had not. And yeah, I think. Until seeing the Boss Baby family business, there was nothing else I I saw that really reminded me of the yeah this the story of the Buendia family. Uh-huh. Is it guys watch yeah. it watching watching this movie? I have a question, and that's what is real. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point because it, he has an overactive imagination, which causes them to be like race car drivers and stuff. But then in the real movie. In reality, there's a secret corporation of babies that have super high-tech technology and a baby pretending to be a person and a magic formula that can de-age you. So his imagination is actually less crazy yeah. than the stuff that happens in the real. If anything, his, imag- his imaginings are a coping mechanism allowing a more mundane human version of the world to compete quest- with the bizarre world Daddy? he lives in. Yes, you talk to the microphone. Why would, he, why would he pretend to – why would Armstrong pretend to be a grown-up if he wants to get rid of them? Because he point. needs to find a way to indoctrinate the babies. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Okay. So, because we're only, I think, fifteen seconds. Although into the movie. I, th- I think, I think when we do the poll later in the episode as to what character do we each find most fascinating, I think I can guess Sammy's. Guys, I th- guys, I have a, I have a behind the bleachers, uh, uh, a bulletin for you. Okay. Unfortunately, it's not time for that right now. Oh, we'll get to it in just a minute. Uh, oh, okay. But uh, Tim has a wife, uh, Carol, who wears surprisingly tight workout pants. And uh, to played by Eva Longoria and two daughters, Tabitha and baby Tina. Dan, what is your behind the bleachers story? Oh, oh yeah, sorry. Uh, it is that uh, in the original film, <laughs> The Boss Baby, uh, young <laughs> Timothy was played by Miles Bakshi, who is uh, the grandson of Ralph Bakshi. Oh, I saw oh. his name in the credits and I wondered if that was it. So, animation royalty, mm-hmm. heir, heir to the throne of cartoons that are. More groundbreaking than successful, creatively, <laughs> yeah. I think, in many ways. <laughs> or fun to watch. The red hair, the orange hair. Which one is orange hair? Like here, here, talk. Just talk in the microphone. We can have this conversation. <laughs> yeah. No, talk in the microphone. Daddy, who's yeah. the character with the like orangish red hair? Oh, the kid who's mean. Yeah. Oh, I don't remember that kid's name. Templeton or something like that. Or that sounds to, right. Templeton the rat. He's the bully child. He's the bully. So, mm. uh, so 
they update us on the characters in the beginning. Tim has grown up and has a family. Ted, the titular boss baby from the first movie, mm-hmm. is now a successful millionaire, but he seems to be lonely at the top. Mm-hmm. He's all Real alone. Real rosebud situation. Exactly. Uh, so Tabitha, the older daughter, she's very ambitious and responsible and overachiever. She idolizes her uncle Ted, and when her and her dad is too silly for her. When he goes to give her a good night kiss, she wants a good night handshake, which is a rough moment for any dad, let now, me tell you. Sammy, the first time that you want to give me a handshake instead of a kiss, I will be devastated, mm-hmm. but I know it's going to happen, because we'll be in business together as the Kalen Boys Podcasting Network. Guys, I hate to break it to we you. We will? Uh, <laughs> um, I haven't talked to Sammy about it yet, but I think, what, right? It's going to be called Kalen and Sons? He looks dubious. <laughs> Sammy does, a lot of Sammy's reactions to my jokes are withering stares. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I have a quit now... So this this moment in the movie, I have a question for you as a father, Elliot. Now, certainly I understand not wanting a handshake in replacement for a kiss. Like I, Yeah, I, just think about the movie Prelude to a Handshake. There's no, no romance to it. It's got to be Prelude to a Kiss. Imagine handshake, handshake from Rose. Of, of the spi- handshake from Rose, no good. Handshake of the Spider-Woman, no, uh, who cares, you know? I understand being distressed. A handshake before dying? Come on. Nope. <laughs> that your child, Handshake, you handshake, know. bang, bang. <laughs> Come on, it just loses a lot. Yeah. No, I, I Am I really going to go see a band called Handshake? I don't care what kind of makeup they wear or whether they want to rock all night and party every day. They're called Handshake. Come on. Now is that also all in caps and it stands for something? Uh-huh. About- yeah, it stands for it's it's hoodlums <laughs> attacking normal denominations supporting healthy and Christian with a K education. Oh, oh wow, it started out. <laughs> A lot more uh, sort of bad than uh, the ending there. I mean, it's just their version of Knights and Satan's Service. You know, they're they're against uh, Christian education. So. Oh, they're against it. I see. They're attacking yeah. it. Because yeah, remember, yeah, it's part. hoodlums okay. against normal denominations. The normal denominations are supporting oh, healthy see. and Christian education. Handshake. What was that? See, I was, that, was, a, was that Simon? I thought it was you get the against thing, right? normal denominations, comma, supporting... Uh, what is it? No, I don't think. I think the I think the comma makes it seem like it's the hoodlums that are no, supporting it. That's what I. That was the confusion. Is what I'm saying. Oh, I see. I see. Oh no, no, no. It's are we very- getting back to the movie? <laughs> that's what. The Welcome to the show, Sammy. Welcome to the time. show. So, Dan, what was your question about handshakes? My concern and, was and being a grown, being a dad. Look, I get, I get, you know, feeling your child is is growing up too soon and uh, fearing the day they won't need you anymore. But oh, um, so. right before that. Uh, she doesn't want a good night song that he was going to sing on his guitar. And I did feel like, you know, this is probably because I am a, a heartless, childless man, but I did feel like as a, if I were a parent, the moment at which my child does not require a long uh, sort of ceremony to get to sleep, I would be excited by I feel yeah, like Sammy, I'd be like, Sammy, let me put, get put, back out into the living room. While Sammy, he, put yes, your hands over sleep. your ears for this. Dan, you are exactly right. Okay. Exactly right. <laughs> but here's the thing. There's a lot about parenting. Okay, you can take your hands off. There's a lot about parenting where, and he put his hands on over the headphones, so it doesn't yeah. really matter. <laughs> the, the, uh, so, if there's a lot about parenting that you really can't wait to be done with until you're done with it, and then you miss it. Right. So like- uh, the the time that when you're like, oh, this baby is keeping me up all night. I can't wait till he sleeps through the night. Yeah. There is a moment where that ends, and you're like, but my baby needed me, and now he doesn't need uh-huh. me. And so yeah. that's the way it is with parents. And, Every night, and, I'm sure Tim was like, oh, I got to sing a song. But now that she doesn't want the song, he's like, but 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 our special moments. <laughs> this is making yeah. clear that someday you'll leave and I'll die. And 
frankly, as we'll find out later, Doesn't she could use a little bit more yes. musical education. Oh, for yeah, sure. So we'll find out. She really does need it. So anyway, uh, he, uh, he, it's a real, it's a real, there's a real cats in a cradle moment as he's thinking about the past. Uh, and then he's interrupted by, okay, by a, a talking wizard that's also a toy clock. And this is the first of the moments in the movie where I was like, wait a minute, is this a magic movie? Because yeah. the first like magical part of the movie that was strange. Yeah, because can you a wizard, a wizard that lost its hand? Yeah, can you describe this wizard clock? A mm-hmm. uh, wizard in blue robes with what was it? Stars on his robes. Mm-hmm, classic. Uh, he has one hand. Apparently, I think he lost it when uh, Tim shoved him in a box. Yeah, and he, but he's but he's he, he's angry and he wants revenge. And he's like the <laughs> toys in Toy Story, right? Like he can talk. He he can think and talk. Yeah. Do we ever see another toy act this way in the movie? Yes, we do. Which when mo- when uh that toy that, or is it just how it's supposed to be the toy that um that uh Tina disguise disguises uh. She like puts it in her bed as her. Well, but that yeah, that's true. That one kind of talks a little bit too. But I, but I think that one was more just supposed to be a stuffed animal. You're right. Yeah. Th- this there's it's it's ambiguous as to whether any other toys in this world yeah. could talk. It's very and it's like channeling clock, a very for podcast fans. It's very Usador the Blue type energy. Yeah, mm. yeah, that's a that's a good way to put it. Uh, and so the, this podcast to- fans, this wizard mm. toy clock is like. He's uh, Tim's like, I wish I could turn back the clock. And the wizard is like, don't doubt my power. I'll do it. And I was like, oh, okay, so that's what this is about? It's going to be about a magic toy clock that makes them young again? No, no. it is not. That wizard just is a character that pops oh, up for that. comic relief. And later he's friends with a toy of Skeletor, which – but the Skeletor doesn't talk because I was kind of hoping Skeletor would gonna tell, say what Mark he had to say. You're going to grab Mark Hamill to jump in? Daddy? Daddy? Yeah. Yes? Remember when – they, they talk in the microphone. Do you don't have to whisper it to me. No, talk in the microphone. This is later in the movie. That's okay. You can tell. We can jump around. Uh, in the we can jump around. Jump, uh, when jump they, around. When jump they up become, and get down. When they become when it when they're going to the school. That's what is it? Acorn school. Uh-huh. The Acorn school. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when they're going to it, they have to sleep in the attic of their house because they don't want anybody noticing them. Uh-huh. Yes. So uh, apparently the clock rings with daylight savings, so they have to, like, rush out the door. Yes, exactly. So the clock so does— So he, the- he, he forgets to set it for daylight savings, so apparently I guess it's near daylight savings. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's good yep. for us to know. Excellent. It's that—well, because it's Chris, It's around Christmas time, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's winter time, so they're supposed to— Winter back. Was it nice for you <laughs> for guys? Was it nice for you guys to see uh, snow? Since your winters have not been particularly snowy lately. How did you feel, Sammy? I know you've missed snow quite a bit. You're, you're very vocal about that. Was uh-huh. it nice to see snow again? See snow again? Yeah. I mean, the... it was not like real. No, no, but to <laughs> see it in the movie, was it nice? That was my I question. Remember, What's real? <laughs> that's true. Because right after we moved to Los Angeles, I went to go see Spider Man. Uh, Home again, home again. Spider Man, home again, home again. Jiggity Jake, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. the and seeing him on the subway really brought. I'd only been away from New York for a couple months, but seeing him on the subway in that movie really brought back pangs of like, oh, I don't get to do that I anymore. I like seeing snow in the movie, and the last time I've seen snow was on my sixth birthday. Yeah, wow. right. It was a long time ago. It was a year and a half ago. Yeah, and when it was around the time we were the last time we were in New York during the winter, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, although you, we were just in New Jersey visiting my and, parents. And there were only a few, like, there were only, like, a few snowflakes. Yeah, and what did you get to see on this New Jersey trip that we don't get to see in Los Angeles? 
Thunder and lightning storms. Yeah, and wow. rain. And we also, we were at my dad's house and there were bats flying around in the backyard. And it was oh, very cool. funny because it was like, all they were doing was flying around. If these had been birds, nobody would have batted an eye, no pun intended. But because they were bats, everyone was running around screaming as if they were actual vampires. Only Grandma Audrey was doing that. Yeah, I guess that's true. Only Grandma. I was trying to make it sound like everyone was. Okay, so uh, baby Tina, make a long story short, she reveals to Tim that she can talk and under her pajamas is a business suit. I guess she's the new boss baby. Amy Sedaris. It's Amy Sedaris. Yeah, played by Amy. It play- seems like every clothes she's wearing, seems like she like has the suit on under every clothes she has on. It might just be her skin. What do you think? Is that the case? No, it can't be. Okay, well, there, because that, that's called you, yes and. But. Because you <laughs> see her skin, like her hands, her face. That's not true. Not the same. It's not like black. It's not the color of like... Nice microphone. Okay, good point. That's a very good point. All right. She, he's, he's proven me wrong. Uh, and she reveals that she is from Baby Core, and it was like, what? I didn't see the first movie. Baby but this Court? Is, no, not Baby Court, <laughs> which, which would be, I guess, where, where Judge Whittle isn't, Harry dispenses justice. Daddy, isn't, isn't Baby Core, like, isn't, like, it connected to Acorn School? And uh, baby Tina is a baby, so mm-hmm. it seems like she has to be working for the bad guy. No, no, because baby here's the baby core and the bad guy are opposing sides. So baby core, it turns out, is a secret magic but, corporation but when, run in by the babies. End, when the when the purple light comes through that globe in a baby core, it seems like they're all happy. But when it goes away, it seems like they're still all happy. No, I think they were unhappy when they were going, oh, oh they were monitoring the situation and they were unhappy mm-hmm. about it. But uh okay. but that lack of clarity was getting to me also because I actually that globe I forgot where it was supposed to be happening. So Baby Core, as you may have known from the first movie, but I didn't, is a magic corporation run by babies. Uh-huh. And I guess mm-hmm. Ted, Tim's brother, it's in like, and it's very it's in like heaven or something. It seems like it's in the it's in the clouds and it's all made out of holograms and it's yeah. very strange. It's and like, how did they? And it's like it seems like they were holograms, but nobody else was. And there. they and they got there by by sucking on like magic pacifiers that took them through a portal in space. It's yeah. all suddenly the movie they, they kicks like into fighting, overdrive. They were like they were fighting over they were fighting over who would have the pacifier. They each wanted the other one to have it. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then uh, I think it was like Baby Tina. She took the one that they had and then she like tossed two other ones and then mm-hmm. they started sucking on them. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, that's actually, that happens a little bit later and it was uh, watching the movie with my son, I really didn't, did not care for the scene where they were yelling, you suck it. No, you suck it. And she goes, <laughs> why don't you both suck it? And hands <laughs> both passwords. And yeah. I was like, unnecessary. Anyway, yep. uh, Baby Core, she's very pushy. There's a problem with Baby Core. She needs his help and she needs his help to get Uncle Ted uh, who's now grown it up. It says later in the movie that she quits Baby Core. I never thought But that was that. just a ruse. That was just a, that was just a, a she trick. She never a said clever that. Ruse. She did. Oh. It was a clever ruse. So uh, for some reason, Tim has a flip phone and they, they mm-hmm. she by recording uh by recording Ted's by recording Tim's voice on like a Teddy Ruxpin, she's able to patch together a message to leave on the voicemail of his brother Ted. And this is where it starts getting frustrating that the main characters are named Tim and Ted, and their the daughters are named Tabitha and Tina. And it was very easy for me to get their names mixed up. All four T's. All four T's. And the four T's. Uh, Sammy's comment at the time when we watched was that was a fun scene. So that's what he said immediately after it was when? over. When? Uh, when? Oh, when when they're changing back. No, no. When the, when the, when he first finds out that she's a, a baby that yeah, can talk. Yeah. And oh not yeah, to, I like that scene because it seems like it was kind of creepy at first, but then it was like silly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not to tip my uh, eventual feelings for this movie, but um, you know, like this is one of those points where I'm like, you know, hearing Sammy's reaction just points up the fact that the major problem with this movie is I'm not the demographic that this is meant for. What's no, the demographic neither a baby for it? 
babies. Well, well, Dan's not a baby or a boss. People. So. <laughs> Because well, I like I, I watched the whole the scene where they were like tossing the formula back and forth and drinking it, and I was kind of like, at this point in the movie, I'm like, well, clearly there's enough formula for both of them. They mm-hmm. both want. <laughs> and to it seemed do like, this. and it seemed like when they drank it, uh, there were the still, the, still the whole thing was left. Yeah. So why yeah. are they and fighting I liked, over and it? And I liked when, uh, when Tim like drank the first little bit of it, he like grew a mustache and he shrunk. Mm-hmm. Because they're getting younger a little bit. Mm-hmm. So uh-huh. yeah. yeah but how come? How come? Uh, Tim didn't. Did how come? Uh, Ted became a. a a baby, but Tim was still like a kid. Maybe they only had so much enough. de-aging formula. Yeah, we'll get to that. I think but th- it, this movie... This is the point yep. where Tim, I think, uh, this is the point where Tim proves that he's not a very good dad because he insists on going on this adventure at the fact that like he knows he's going to have to... like He knows how long it's going to last, 48 hours, and he knows that's going to possibly jeopardize going to see his daughter's recital. And also, he's going to have to lie to his wife and family for a while. Well, he's he's yeah, very he still he still has the mug that says "World's Best Dad." I think, he should I think turn he is, it in. This I think is the where... problem with him as the problem with him as a dad is that all his dadding is about him. It's the Tim Show, and the kids need to be entertained by the Tim Show. And clearly, they are exhausted by it. And which I totally get because I I put maybe one one hundredth of the effort into my dad show that I put on, and it exhausts my children. Like they're all kind of hostages to his fantasies. When when they were uh when they were going at to school, um it it was crazy because when Ted whistled uh. This uh, pony, precious, would would follow the whistling. Well, that's just cartoon logic. Wait, okay. we, we should wait. I want to. I want to very quickly fill in the gap of where the where the where the plot where we left off. But Dan, what were you going to say before I do that? Uh, well, just this is uh, one of those instances of like cartoon or like movie logic when it comes to parenting, where like the worst thing in a movie is to miss a recital, and that is given like the most weight. Whereas, like, the fact that he, you know, becomes a child and abandons his wife in charge of the other kid, ki- kids, uh, for, like, 48 hours, as you say, is kind of, like, just played over as a joke. <laughs> and she's, like, yeah. mildly I mean, his- annoyed, but she's not uh, extremely angry, as I was. I would expect, like, someone just disappearing right before Christmas. When, I mean, when, his his parents are there to take to help out, when too. When they're going to so school, she has extra and hands. they have those, like, those, like, things where they can, like, detect, they can, she, baby Tina can, like, see where they are, and they can spy on Armstrong. I think it's funny when they find out who Arm, when Ted actually finds out who Armstrong is, and he just eats a lot of candy, and uh, Ted accidentally drops the butterfly one he has into one of the candy bowls, and uh, Armstrong uh, pops it into his mouth and cringes on it. Mm-hmm. I, I, what I like about this and episode... I think they can still, like, see inside his mouth. I think mm-hmm. so. This episode is a very Slaughterhouse-Five, Billy Pilgrim, unstuck-in-time sort of telling it. of the, of the story. Just adding to more of the Gabriel Garcia Marquez feel. So, to fill in briefly, it turns out Ted doesn't remember being a baby boss. He's now a real boss. He's a millionaire. Uh, Tabitha loves Ted. He doesn't really remember doesn't. until he sees 
He doesn't remember until he sees until they until they until saw, he sees the statue, the gold statue of him in Baby Core. Yeah, Tina gives the magic pacifiers as mentioned. They are all told mm-hmm. to suck it, and they go to Baby Core headquarters where there's a big gold statue of him. And Ted remembers how great he is as a baby, and she says, "Here's the baby crisis monitor center. There's this guy, Doctor Irwin Armstrong, voiced by Jeff Goldblum, uh, and he's at Tab. He runs Tabitha's school, and he wants kids to be more ambitious so they can run the world. He's trying to destroy childhood. This Babies. Could be a new childhood. He wants." He wants babies to rule the world, so he's teaching them, like, to code and stuff like that. Yeah. And he wants to get rid of all parents, and at the end of the movie, he... Well, well, we'll you'll find, we'll find get out. To that. We'll get to that, yeah. That's a reveal. That's a, re- that's a re- big reveal. So uh, she gives them a magic formula that de-ages them. They fight over it for no real reason. Like, as as we've said, there's enough for both of them. Well, uh, and again, uh, let's do the time Tim warp from- should not even be taking the serum. No, and it's from uh, they play well. Time Warp from Rocky Horror Picture Show plays, and this is the first of several questionable music backing <laughs> choices. Mm-hmm. Where if well, someone's like later at later uh, they're, they're, during the there's a moment where the babies all dance to push it. I think it's because push, it says "Ooh, baby, baby," but That's it's like hundred uh, percent. The yeah. other lyrics in the song are "push it," and like it's not a, it's not an appropriate song. Well, for also, a baby. the version of the Time Warp they're using like sounds like a karaoke track because yes. it just has the backing singers, but has you know reasonably for a child's movie removed the main lyrics, but they there will still be like spaces for it in the in the music, so you'll have like this kind of blank where it's like. The it's just a jump to the left part should go, but then you do have backup singer singing, and then a step to the right, <laughs> and it's so strange. It's very confusing. Uh, th- and this fight ends with the two of them at one is a kid and the other is a baby pinching each other's nipples and screaming in pain. And mm-hmm. I was like, don't care for that. That's not something that I like to see and in a kids one, movie. One hat and one just has underpants on, and one is naked. Yes, the baby is naked. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the moment when Sammy said, "This is hilarious. This movie is the best." <laughs> We're mm-hmm. watching it. To the part when they're going to school. Uh uh-huh. I think it's uh they're writing precious. Well, well so they- so wait, they have to go to the school to plant spy devices, Sir Armstrong. <laughs> and Precious is a pony yes. that, that Uncle Ted got for Tabitha. I can't believe you and brought Sammy along to stunt on my own uh summary doing. <laughs> <laughs> like he's just showing me how bad I am at doing summaries. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh so Sammy, what was your feel about this pony, Precious, who who plays a bigger and bigger part in the movie as it goes on? Uh-huh. It seems like she's always saving them. Yeah. It's much like uh, Gandalf uh, in The Hobbit, uh-huh. where uh, Bilbo and the and the others will just get into a big trouble, and Gandalf will show up and go, all right, get on this eagle, it'll fly you to safety, like this horse keeps coming in to save uh-huh. and just and, and just and, like and, Gandalf in The Hobbit, I'm like, does she have a boyfriend? Because I'm developing <laughs> a crush. They When they're going to school, they ride Precious the Pony, and then they it's around Christmas time, so they bump into this, like, mug that has all these like fake presents in it and then they're riding in the tim's riding in the mug while ted is still riding on top of precious Uh and there's a big chase scene right yeah and then there's uh, three police officers oh wait no wait no and then uh i think it was it's uh uh, and then their fam, and then the rest of the family sees them riding and then they go like ahead of them and then Uh the cop and then the the what are they? Oh, the triplets. Yeah, who yeah I the guess triplets. The characters in the first movie and are now grown up and are motorcycle cops. Um, they they're chasing them uh-huh. and then they ride in 
Is it next that they ride into the Christmas tree? Well, they ride yeah, through yeah. a movie theater sure. that seems to oh, be playing yeah, the Spirit m- uh, Stallion of the Cimarron. <laughs> another then, a, another a DreamWorks. that has and been then, forgotten by time. And then, <laughs> and then, uh, uh, then and a then, Christmas tree. No, wait, no. And then mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> Precious, Ted, Tim, the cup with the fake presents uh-huh. and the triplets uh-huh. ride through. And the guy in the movie theater chair that they. Oh, yeah, they, he, they, they. No, I'm saying when they crash through the movie oh, screen. Oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They crash through the movie screen. And there's one guy in the theater. Yep. And does he ride along with them? They ca- he gets like tangled up in their, when their wires. When Spirit Stallion of the Cimarron played, there was one guy yeah, in the nobody theater. Yeah, nobody in the theater. And then. And then they crash through a Christmas tree with the mayor, and I think uh-huh. they... And the he, Christmas tree bursts yeah. into flame for some reason. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then, by some reason, they ride into the snow, and they become a huge snowball. Uh-huh. Yeah, so it's a very... This movie gets more and more kind of hectic and hyperactive as it goes along, mm-hmm. much like the snowball. It builds up speed until, by the end of the movie, it was hard for me to kind of keep track of the images I was seeing on screen, and you just have Jeff Goldblum spitting out one-liners, like, uh-huh. no matter what was happening on screen, whether he was on screen, or not it was very it was the movie just kind of um it was a little bit like uh you're on one of those spinny playground rides and you lose control of it and you're just and uh you end up falling off of it anyway so and then they get to the school uh but but they're but the other but the family's car is like right on the road that yeah they they almost get seen but Uh but they they manage to pass by so uh Tim has told his family that he's going to be on a uh, brother's bonding trip. So and, that's how he and, covers up his absence. And, and his brother Ted uh, has this like uh, helicopter. Uh-huh. And when they go upstairs into the attic, uh-huh. the helicopter um, lifts off and leaves. Uh-huh. So it's like they're going on the trip. Uh-huh. And but back to the school. Back uh-huh. to, so they go. Um, so there's these colors. Uh-huh. So describe there's, the school. Describe the school. It's like a futuristic kind uh-huh. of theme park, right? Yeah, Where and the, there's and there's all. The, the kids are all organized by colored badges. Yeah, there's yellow, green, red, purple, and blue. And blue is the is the highest, and yellow is the lowest. Yep. And Tim gets yellow. Wait, on, uh, what does on, high mean and what does low mean, Sammy? Oh, that's a good question. What do you mean by the highest and the lowest? Like, like the smartest kids go into blue, and the like the like young babies uh-huh. go into yellow. And these is that babies are the babies aren't smart. T- uh, Ooh, wow, he's caught you there, Sammy. Are you saying babies are not smart? I'm saying that these babies are just learning. They're like... Okay. The, the babies are like... They're, one, Trying the to get him canceled. Kid, this is, this kid, is why I want him to run for office. The mayor's kid is squirting glue on his face and sticks things to it. Yeah. And... So, there's there's a bit of a switcheroo where uh, uh, Tim Tim tricks, gets yellow Tim and t- Tim gets yellow and Ted gets blue and then Tim tricks Ted and so he ends up with blue so he's in Tabitha's and he, class and to even his, get these uniforms class. to even get these uniforms they had to pull a little Hitman Agent Forty Seven action uh, uh, wait a minute yeah. uh, we're not talking about video games I thought this was a video game <laughs> podcast guys no and not, Tim not anymore calls, Tim calls himself. Uh, what is it? Marcos Lightspeed yeah. is the name he gives in the class. Uh-huh. And there's, and I was so, he be, starts becoming friends with Tabitha, and I was so worrying, and Dan and Stuart will know what I mean, but Sammy wants this was going to get into Back to the Future territory. Back Luckily, to the Future it does territory. Not. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, it does not get into Back to the Future I thought territory. It would, I, I, I thought it would be funny if, like, the producers what? of it were worried about that interpretation because it does feel like there's that tension in those scenes oh there's and a scene later on where i think where i feel like she's about to kiss him and i was like don't do this when? movie when <laughs> when uh, when they're hanging out at at her house at the, at their house their house i know because mark no not marco's light speed's house so he, <laughs> I thought of, light no, but, speed doesn't exist yeah. it's not I, like he's a kid what is that real like, capture. <laughs> uh-huh. 
No, but I just thought it would be funny if like the producers like were like solved the problem in the most inappropriate way possible. Whereas like in all of those scenes together, they would just have like a subtitle at the bottom that flashing saying like, "Don't worry." Though she's too young to like fully understand this about herself yet, she's going to grow up to like girls. So this is okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? So really, don't worry. You don't have to worry about that thing happening. Back to how they. <laughs> To how they get their uniforms. Thank you for they, getting us back on track. Thank you. Ted, uh, Ted is rich, so he has like the, he like. So he has he a has, big roll of money, but where did he get it from? Because he was a naked baby not long before this. I don't know. Does he like Up keep it in his tush? Up his butt. <laughs> yeah. Does he have to like poop it out? Yeah. I <laughs> yes, Sammy. He I mean, does have to I mean, poop it out. <laughs> and uh, he like he's like. Pulling uh, bills out and throwing it on the ground, and these kids, they mm-hmm. for Acorn from Acorn School, they're picking it up and they go into a bush, and uh, you don't really, and then they switch clothes. Tim and Ted mm-hmm. walk out wearing the uniforms. Now let's just say this is the Acorn School, not affiliated with Acorn, the former uh, community activism organization. Cool, thank you uh, for saying that. And not affiliated with Acorn TV, mm-hmm. bringing you the finest in British language yep. uh, television shows. I do like I do uh, like that the uniform has like a little Elmer Fudd hat. I think that's great. Yes, shaped kind of like an acorn. Yeah. Uh, oh. They really go for that acorn stuff everywhere. It's uh, like a detective's branding. hat. Yeah, it's like a big it's like a big deer stalker cap. Uh, so like Sherlock Holmes wears. Exactly, Dan. Mm-hmm. Does that pass your your? Di- I am very glad that Sammy knows what a deer stalker is by name. Mm-hmm. Because Dan's a big Sherlock Holmes fan. Okay. <laughs> Sammy is unimpressed by a Sherlock Holmes fan. I don't know why uh, that should be impressive. <laughs> so, where, where so, I mean, so haven't you seen Ready Player One, Dan? The most impressive thing you can be in the world is a fan of something. Oh, uh, yeah, exactly. yeah. That's the, the cultural more, currency. <laughs> yeah, it's more important to know about what happens in movies from actually before you were born, but mm-hmm. when the writer of the thing was alive, and then to know how to fix a car, dig a well... <laughs> Uh, you know, any of that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Start a fire in the woods. Not necessary. If you were in the woods and you had the choice between two skill sets, trapping animals and starting a fire, or knowing all the lines to Back to the Future, which one should you pick? <laughs> eh, wrong answer. You don't have to pick. You already know all the lines to Back to the Future because you're a genius. But I feel like by, you'd be some kind of a bard-type figure or a scald where telling the story of Back to the Future would earn you uh, a, a day's meal and rest from your uh, from the hardworking people. Because Very much so. I mean, it's it's essentially the plot of the play Mr. Burns in which uh, the retelling of back episodes the of The movie. Simpsons brings uh, brings society back together. Yeah. Oh, back to the movie, Sammy? Uh-huh. Okay. Uh- so, so, wait, so Tim goes to Tabitha's class and he's really impressed by what a good student she is. And main, the class is more like a just a game show. Like Armstrong it, appears. It's, it's the, like it's it, let Armstrong, the the principal, appears on a vis- view screen and just asks them questions in different uh-huh. topics. That's and, the whole school. And and they're and it's like a competition. They're competing over. It's like a game show. They're competing over who can win. Yes, and there are these two nerds there who are bullying Tabitha. And I had some real John Hodgman flashbacks. One, I had to admit, one the nerds it like she never talks. Yeah, and uh, so Ted is really impressed by Tabitha. Uh, meanwhile, Ted is stuck in this chaotic rubber room you for mean babies. Tim. No, no, Tim is in. Oh, sorry, Tim is in the class. Ted is in the baby you room. You said Ted was in the oh, class. What a, in the oh, baby man. room doesn't even have any grownups in it. It's literally just a padded uh-huh. cell. There's no babies go wild in. in the in the school. There's no grownups. I guess at all. And Armstrong, and because like, Armstrong doesn't and trust grownups. Like, yeah. There's this like tram that takes them there. Yeah. And and. And uh, Ted uh, tries to convince the kids into making this machine, 
that because he sees a window and tries to get into blue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Ted. And, so Ted uh, manages. And to- Tim wants to go to the to the principal's office so he can reveal who Armstrong is. Well, they sure. have to go to the principal's to office out. to plant the spy devices, yeah. right? And but and and Tim and Tim thinks the only way to go to the principal's office is to get into trouble. So he's uh-huh. like kicking desks and that sure. kind of stuff. Yeah. And so uh, this is and this is, you know he, well while Ted is organizing the babies to help him escape Tim is being like a bad boy all too uh tricky I do <laughs> I, yeah I do want to yeah. point out that we're supposed to assume that like Tim has never been to his daughter's school like he seems shocked at every well, step I of mean, this process be, With COVID like I've never been inside my younger oh, son's preschool. Right, I forgot that they mentioned that this was early on. They mentioned how all the events are taking place during COVID. <laughs> there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a disclaimer that comes up this disclaimer. For plot purposes, when it helps us, this is taking place during COVID. It, when it doesn't help us, like the fact no one's wearing masks, this is not a COVID movie, time. In the beginning of the movie, it says that Tabitha's school is like the best and educational. Uh, but at the end of the movie, it it, se- it seems like it's the worst school. It is, yeah, And yeah. also, it's supposed to well, be an exclusive school, but everyone in town's kids goes there. Because all the Pete townspeople we've seen are there at the pageant later on. Okay, so, uh, so, but, but Tim, he doesn't get sent to the principal's offices. He gets sent to solitary confinement in a sort of uh, meditation room where and, Enya's and sail away plays all the time. Yeah, it looked really fun. <laughs> I would like to it go. It actually to that. looks really relaxing. Yeah. Yeah. Can you sing it, Sammy? Uh, is it stay away? Sail away, sail away, sail away. Do do. So you don't know, Sammy, but when, before you were born, that song was all over the place. Mm-hmm. And it just plays there, and and he <laughs> just sits there, and it, and it's so relaxing. Everyone who goes there yeah. uh, just falls asleep, and I think they call it the box. They call it the box. And now, uh, now you also don't know, Sammy, because you weren't born yet, that the, the, the hardcore answer to Sail Away was, Sail away, you can fly, which was what, those ads for duars or something? I thought you were going to do sticks, so they are going to be like, I'm sailing. Sailing away, that one. No, no, that's also sail fairly away, soft, you know. Away, yeah. Um, sail away, sail away. There were a lot <laughs> yeah, of pure uh, moods back then, yeah. though. Uh, yep. If you, well, you weren't relaxing were so to the pure. timeless pleasures of tubular bells, you were. Uh, <laughs> if, you, if you didn't hear DJ Dido's away. remix of the X Files theme, then I don't know sail what you were away, doing. If you weren't, you know, so a lot of times I just get home from school, throw my books on the couch, and just and just and just turn up the hey I mean, there Return was that, to that brief vogue for chanting that came back. <laughs> sail away, it was sail huge. Away, sail okay, Sammy, that's enough sailing away. So, okay, <laughs> anyway, uh, Ted escapes and gets to Armstrong's office, but Armstrong is there. He's not out of the office the way he was told he would be. Armstrong reveals almost instantly to Ted that he's actually a baby wearing a robot adult suit. Uh, and he that, eats candy and constantly. His head, and his head is the only part that you can really see of his real body. But he wears a wig, right? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. he's just a big, bald baby. And, yeah. uh, and it, and you see just like very the, just early like the, on that he loves candy. Yes, just like the yeah. Primus song about how Winona had a big bald baby. Yeah. <laughs> and at the end, and uh, and it seems like he uses like candy as like weapons. Uh-huh. Yeah, he loves candy. At certain points, he's just eating handfuls of sugar yeah, out of a, out bad. of a bag. No, that says sugar on. Man, in this one part, like... he's like he's like like dumping sugar into his mouth. Yeah. Every once and in a he, while, and he like takes handfuls of like sugar in, of like gumballs and stuffs yeah. them in his mouth, and that's how he ate the ladybug um, spy. The spy arrow. device, yeah. So Dan, every once in a while, Audrey would make fun of me because she would be sitting. She was sitting next to me on the couch, not particularly watching Boss Baby, but but <laughs> she would go, business. "Oh, you love this movie," because I would 
giggle at some of this stuff and and I did uh, this was a gag that I enjoyed the uh the once it was revealed that he was a baby just yeah. every cut back to him eating other kinds of candy. So I got yeah. a couple of questions here. One yeah. is Okay. Lay him on so us. is this is so a, this, so this is, is a segment. So this is a segment we do every week. That's called that's called BBQ and A. That's mm-hmm. Boss Baby Question and Answers, hosted uh-huh. by Stuart Wellington. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so first question, obviously. And here's the theme song: BBQ and A. Not a BBQ. That's a barbecue. It's Boss Baby Q and A. Questions, answers about that Boss Baby. And here's that Boss Baby himself, Stuart Wellington. Cool. So uh, the oh, thanks <laughs> so much for having me on. Hair. You know, I'm glad that I get a little bit of time. Uh, well, you're the host. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. I'm. Pr- uh, every Every moment is He's precious. Just grateful. To me. Uh, yeah. The so the thing is, is that are we supposed to believe that though he is a baby, he looks like a, a grown-up, old, what I'm coded as Jewish man? And is this is a, a second question? Is this a commentary that uh, old Jewish men look like babies? Elliot, what do you think? I mean, all babies look like older Mr. gentlemen. Churchill. I mean. That's the, the big joke. The big joke is that all babies look like Winston Churchill, who was not Jewish but was a little bald old man. So I think it is. It is a, maybe a, a statement on the uh, resemblance of old babies, or not old babies. Old babies are just grownups. A statement <laughs> on the resemblance of young babies to old men, because really, when you think about it, we're all Benjamin buttoning Uh-oh. when we're when we're, when we become old men, we turn into babies again in the looks department. That's what that it also is possible. Saying, yeah. It's also possible that they that it's a commentary on Wallace Shawn, who is both an older gentleman and also looks like a baby. Yeah. Even though he's not playing the part, he could have played the part if Jeff Goldblum had said no. Thankfully, for, for Jeff Goldblum's pocketbook, he said yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the movie, it also said, uh, uh, Armstrong also says that when he was at his home, uh, he his parents would like would like read him like fancy like books mm-hmm. that would like look teach you a lot of stuff mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but yep. and he was saying that his that his parents were very dumb sure. and that he yeah. was very that he was very smart uh-huh. but it seems like that his like they would like let him check out books but yeah. you yeah. would think that they were really smart too well uh-huh. they, I, I'm not one sh- of them was like a scientist yeah, yeah so i'm not sure if the, what they're saying is that his parents made him too smart that they made him listen to lots of mozart mm-hmm. and they read him smart books if whether they made him too smart or whether even their level of smartness to him was dumbness because he's such a genius. Uh-huh. And, and like... Because how do you think about... Because I know you think you're smarter than me. So is it that I'm smart and you're super smart or I'm I dumb and you're regular that? smart? I just can see it in your eyes. I don't think you can. <laughs> okay. You can't read minds. Try to, try to read what I'm thinking about. Yeah. yeah Are you thinking stuff. about... Okay. Is it about the Dodgers? No. Is it about hot dogs? No. Is it about is Boss it about, Baby? Is it about Boss Baby? No. Okay. Is it about uh, what are other things that you is like? Is it about is how it about, you're going to eventually replace Elliot? <laughs> yeah. Is it about how you're going to replace me someday? No. Is it about penguins? No. Is it about scorpions? No. Is it about Legos? No. Is it about chicken nuggets? No. Is it about chicken nuggets <laughs> shaped like dinosaurs? No. <laughs> is it about- Go-Gurt. uh Gogurt? Yes, yeah, it about no. Gogurt? No, is it about uh having Think- a having a a, a uh, having a in your back pocket? What's the thing that Bart Simpson has in his back? A slingshot? Uh-huh. Is it about having a slingshot in your back pocket? No. Sammy, I, um, is, is it about uh is it about how pizza is circular you. but it comes in a box and it comes <laughs> Come cut on, up just, into is triangles? It about things I like. Think about things you like. Is it about pizza? No. Is it, that's <laughs> another P thing. Okay, is it an is it about cars three? That's C, not P. Oh wait, so it is starts with P? Yes. Oh. I said penguins. 
Yeah, another pee thing. Oh, okay, so it's a different thing. Uh, porta potties? No! Popsicles. Parasols. It's another PO thing. Okay, uh, Paul Prudhomme. Oh, that's no. Not... <laughs> that's my favorite. <laughs> um, Should I just tell you? Politics. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, uh, Portia de Rossi? <laughs> P-O-K-I-E. Pokey? P-O-K-I-E. M-O-N. Oh, Pokemon. I know well, that you spelled Pokemon a little a little <laughs> off, but that's okay. Oh, so you, I should have guessed. I should have guessed you were thinking about Pokemon. Considering Sammy and his friends were playing Hangman yesterday and the word was Jolteon, Sammy's favorite Pokemon hey, character. Hey, guess what I was thinking about. Yeah, Jolteon. Oh, it was about Jolteon. Okay. Right. Uh, so Jolteon. there you have it. I can read minds. You can proof, read minds. Proof. In I can a million guesses. If I have a million guesses and I know that it's about Jolteon, then I can <laughs> read minds. So he recruits, so Armstrong recruits Ted to join him. But Ted, he says he's going to join him, but he gets a message out to Tina. Ted and Tim have an argument. They don't want to work together anymore. And Tim sees Tabitha getting yelled at by the other kids at the holiday pageant rehearsal. Now, here's the thing. And he finds that the mean kid, whose name is Nathan, I have it in my, my notes, he's setting Tabitha up to fail. Tabitha has a song solo, but she oh, can't wait, sing no. that well. The kid so he's that, setting that, her up to the fail. The kid that's also one of the bullies, yeah. uh, who's like a president who, who's playing the piano, yeah. uh, want, is like, hey, can I be, can I sing? Can I sing? And Nathan's like, no, I want to see her fail. Yeah, mm. he wants her to fail in front of him. Now, I understand and he that. his hands. Now, listeners from the last episode where we watched the movie Space Jam know that I'm not a fan of scenes where a child is being being uh, yelled at and the parent stands by and does nothing. In this case, I'm going to give Tim a pass because he's in the body of a kid. And it and would how would Tabitha know that he that she was that he was her, her dad? Exactly, but he did kind but, of, but he kind of does step in to help her out, right? Uh, how? I don't remember. Oh, Maybe yeah. Well, at, at the house, uh, he, like, tells her about, like, how to imagine music notes and to sing better. Well, that's a little later, but yeah, he helps her out. So anyway, uh, the, Tim talks his way into going to his own house for dinner, mm-hmm. where they think he is this kid, Marcos Lightspeed. Uh, Ted finds Armstrong's secret research and development No way, lab. his parents are there, and they think he's he's Tim, but then they're like, hey, Tim doesn't wear glasses. Yeah, his he, the parents were played yeah. by Jimmy Kimmel and Lisa Kudrow. Classic think, Clark Kent Lisa Superman Kudrow, situation. Yeah. Who, does, who plays Honey in Housebroken. Thank you. Yes, Housebroken. Fox, yep. Monday nights at 9, cool. uh, featuring me on the writing uh-huh. staff. Thank wow. you. Good work, Sammy. Good, good Nice synergy there, Plug Sammy. In. I appreciate that. Sammy believes in A, B, C. Always be calling out things that are marginally related to what you're talking yep. about at the moment. Uh, so <laughs> I think that's more than those. What? I think that's more than just A, B, C. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah. again, <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, that's the joke, because it's more letters. Yeah. I'll tell you later. Okay, anyway, so um, he, Sammy hasn't fully finished his, his trip to comedy college yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so I haven't finds, even been to college. <laughs> you what? I haven't been to college. What? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it turned out Sammy said for he got a job under the false pretenses that he had a college degree, but he ended up having to admit it. I did. Yeah, where did you say you went to college? Uh, uh nowhere. Play along with the bit. Come more, on. More, yes, ending. <laughs> Sammy's thinking. Uh, hard there's now. only wait. Which was? You say you went to say you went to Dartmouth. Uh, what's that place? It's a college. I went to NYU. NYU. Oh, you said you went to NYU. That's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, right. that's sweet. Oh, my alma mater. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. My alma Hitchcock. His fake alma mater now, shoe. Oh, the, the other place. I saw it on a license plate the other day. Oh, the other place Sammy was thinking of was UCLA because he saw it on a license plate the other day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, a, I base a lot know, of my decisions on that. Yeah. You know, choose yeah. a college. 
you say, universe, tell me where to go. And then the, a car drives by and you go, I'll go to Angeline <laughs> School. Uh, a technical college. Well, I had no interest in VCR repair, but. <laughs> All right, car, I'll do it. Um, so uh, the t- so Ted finds this laboratory, Daddy, but he gets. Can chi- you tell me when you word? What can, a word that starts with you? Uh-huh. Unicorn? Uh UCLA stands for Unicorn California Laugh Academy. <laughs> I love it. That's great. Perfect. Yeah. So that's oh, where Sammy's going. Comedy college for unicorns. Yeah, he's going to major in yuck yucks. Whoopsie. <laughs> what was the whoopsie for? This. Oh, that's fine. Here, don't play with that. It's broken. <laughs> yeah. I was so, playing so, with that earlier. Yeah, please don't, don't, please don't peel my, splinters out of the wood of the foot, table. My foot bumped it, and there's one on the ground. Well, here, don't worry about it. So, <laughs> Arms, so Armstrong, uh, he... He has a lab that's uh, secured by baby ninjas that uh, oh, yeah, that ninjas. chase Ted, but Armstrong saves him from the ninjas. It's never really clear, are these ninjas that got turned into babies or they're babies that were trained to be ninjas? Because let me just break it to you guys. Babies do not have the coordination necessary to be ninjas. Fair. And you'll see in this scene that that uh, that there, that he is teaching, ba- that Armstrong is teaching babies how to, like, code, mm-hmm. and he makes... And he and they create apps, and there seems to be this one app that they created that Ted loves. Yes, it's a like a, oh yeah, it's called what is it called? It's like a business game app or something, or a stock yeah, trading app. Yeah, stock crush. Yeah, I think and it's the called. and the yeah. one that that he makes at the end that he says will change the world is called Cutie Snap. Yep, and it's like an Instagram type app. So as with Space Jam: A New Legacy, this is a movie for kids that has a fair amount to do with the new digital economy, mm-hmm. and, and but it does something that. But it does something that will that the but the app does something that will reveal. I will say at the end. Yes. Oh, so Tim learns that Tabitha is nervous about her pageant because she's just not as good at being creative as her dad, who she really looks up to that way, and he's touched by it. Uh, we learn Armstrong's origin story. His parents made him too smart, and now he wants to teach kids around the world to say no to their parents and start what he calls B Day, the baby revolution oh, against yeah, parents. Oh yeah, Daddy. Remember, it's like places all around the world. Yes. And and like he's teaching the babies. Uh, he says he says like uh something about like parents and and he and he and the baby say no in their own languages. Yeah, all around the world. Around the, the world, song. around the world, around the world, etc. Yeah. The song's just that over and over again, but it's still a catchy song. Um, so uh, Tim learns that his family finds him to be un- unreliable, basically, but that Ted always looked up to him. He forgot about that. They were best friends as kids. And uh, he's Tabitha doing this while he's undercover, right? And his parents, he's worried that his actual parents are going to figure out yeah. that he is a shrunk down version of their son, which is a yeah. interesting. But he has and it's an interesting thing. I know that I that he he does have glasses, so he does have a bit of a disguise. But I feel like it would take a couple more leaps for them to be to figure out what yes. is actually happening. I think it's strange. Yeah. Yes. Even if it's strange that uh, when he shrinks, I get it's strange that he still has glasses because he didn't when he was younger. Yeah, he should but have also his young he eyes, has, right? But he. If he had glasses, it should have been light blue because that's the color that he has. It shouldn't have been black. Oh, sounds like Sammy found a goof that someone should put Uh up on the IMDb page for this movie. Mm -hmm. Good work, Goof Finder. That's right, Goof Finder General. Goof Finder General, yeah. (laughs) Starring Vincent Price. Um, So the, uh, but it's true. If I was, so let's say I am an old man someday, you know, God willing. Yeah. Uh, And you have light blue glasses. And I have light blue glasses. And I go to my... I go to Sammy's house yeah. for dinner, and there's a kid there who looks just like Sammy. My first instinct will be, hey, that's weird that that kid looks just like Sammy, not, 
my son has yes, returned has de-aged I'm, back yeah, to being a child. That's yeah. what I'm trying to. Sorry. I, yes. Well, yes. No, wait. Take but what if it looked exactly like, like Sam? Because because the thing is with Superman and Clark Kent, he wears glasses, but it's not like people would be like. Oh, you, he looks like a kid of Superman. That's yeah, weird. Yeah. Oh, he must be Superman. They, they're the same age. They're yeah. the same maybe, age, Dan. Maybe in the hands of horror maestro M. Night Shyamalan, maybe you would have <laughs> quite a scary premise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although now and it makes me think that the, Superman, when he's, when he's Clark Kent, he should also brush just for men, touch remember, a gray into his hair, I just to look a little older. Yes, means, exactly. But when, when he's having dinner at his house... Mm-hmm. Uh, Sammy put his in quotes. <laughs> uh, they His parents say something... It's called like what is it called? Tim time, and yeah, he, well, and say, he sh- should he says no because he's pretending to be a kid, but he really has to know because he is Tim. Well, he this is something. He, what they're saying is that he, since he's always late to things, they call it Tim time, and that they say this behind his back. It's not something that he knew people said about him. Yeah, yeah. the same way that nobody knows that we call you Slimy Sammy because you're always covered in slime. <laughs> oh, now the whole world knows. I'm not. Don't edit this yeah. out. <laughs> oh, let me feel. Hold on. Let me. Uh, slime free. You're right. It was just yeah, a goop. Yeah, true. He's not covered in slime. You learn about that I, stuff I when no you major slime. in yuck yucks at know. Unicorn California Laugh Academy. I don't trust it because if his hand is covered in slime, it'll feel like his. Uh, he won't tell the difference whether it's slimy or not slimy. You're saying That's if the a, natural state is slime, then yes. you can't. Okay. I yeah. don't know about that. I mean, Dan, I, mean, I really need you to back me up on this. Okay, I'll, I'll back you up. <laughs> I'm already out. This is part. This is part of the movie where. He also argument done. <laughs> Thank you, Sam. Back <laughs> to the movie. <laughs> right after this, uh, the young version of Tim, the disguised uh, Lightspeed or whatever his name is, Marcos, Marcos, Marcos Lightspeed, is like helping Tabitha learn how to sing oh, yeah. by playing and, a guitar, and, and they go through like a sort of a visualization of of musical notes and when he goes a, back while singing a Cat Stevens the, song, back yeah. to the first. Back to his first day at the school, uh, um, uh, <laughs> the joke, a joke I don't get is, uh, the mean kid, Nathan, uh-huh. he says, um, Mar- um, Marco's life speed, he's not that fast, uh, but I, he all, he didn't, he answered the question wrong, but he, he was fat. He, they all raised their hands because they all knew and he didn't know. So he raised his hand just in case, cause he thought he would blend in, yeah. but he got it wrong, but he... Still was fast. I think Nathan's saying that his his thinking was not that fast, oh. but also like Nathan's not very good at being a bully, like as a he, being being kind of a brainiac nerd. So I think maybe he's just not good at. at also, uh, you say he's a nerd. Later, he uh, he gets a chance to answer a question, but he gets it wrong. That's true. Even nerds get things wrong. I'm horrible proof of that. I get things wrong all yeah. the time. Oh yeah, like colors. Yeah, like something what, you should know. I just wanted to say. <laughs> That um, Sam, Sammy making a reference to the fact that I have a I have a form of color blindness that makes it hard for me to tell uh, certain shades apart. So uh, that's pretty. I was not aware of this. This is a you, you learn new things about your old friends every day. Yeah, but uh, all the time. I won't. I so, won't. So Dan, you're going to talk about this abstract music video that no, they I find just, themselves well, like, in. The, this look. I know that this is a a movie for children. And it's a movie about boss babies, so to get too uh, annoyed at any inaccuracies is is perhaps a fool's errand. But I did watch this thinking, like, no matter what the music man tells you, you can't learn how to do music via the think system. Mm-hmm. 
Like simply, yeah, you, that you can't you can't actually tell somebody just feel the music and suddenly they're great and at singing and playing sing. guitar. Like yeah. if, they, if, if they if they don't have a good sense of tone, then that's not going to disappear. I think it's strange. They could have done it earlier, but his and they should have known. His family peeks in the crack of the door of the door that's open, and and his dad takes a picture. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. he's always taking pictures, but that, but yeah, I agree, Dan. Dan it is a there is a it is a weird thing did to nitpick in a in a, a movie where yes, he did using using a, an app called Cutie Snap, which again sounds like an app that old guys would use taking pictures of kids. Yep. <laughs> no, no the, Cutie Snap is later. Here, Sammy, Sammy but he's I think he uses it there too. So, but Dan, you're right that in a Nobody movie where doesn't get hypnotized in a movie where there's because that happens later in a movie <laughs> where there's a uh, where there's a magic corporation run yeah. by babies. It does seem a little weird to nitpick that you can't learn how to sing that easily. But uh, maybe well, she, he's think, just no, tapping in into her inborn we, talent. We nitpick the thing. Like I will accept the crazy thing because I know that that's that's what the movie's about. But or, or the outlandish thing rather. But uh, I I don't think that like. But but if you are familiar with something from your life. <laughs> And then the movie adds that on and does it weird. It's kind of like, okay, movie, this is. <laughs> it's not. It's not the, the the tiny pony breaking into a a, a sail away, uh, <laughs> isolation Capsule? pod that bothers yeah. me. It's well, you're saying singing. that like a like Alfred it's Hitchcock, later. like Alfred yeah. Hitchcock would say, you have to get the mundane details right so that the out of the exactly. so that the impossible details don't feel fake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it is. Uh, I mean, but let's let's, let's fill in the gap. Let's try um, it, Dan. You try to teach me to sing. As everyone knows, I can already sing beautifully, but I'll pretend mm-hmm. I can't sing. Try to teach me to sing just by kind of feeling the music, okay? Uh, okay. So, uh, Elliot, think of your um, favorite song. Okay. Do you have it. Yeah. Might as well be walking on the sun. Got it. <laughs> what? No, that's okay. not your favorite. By Smash Mouth. Visualize yep. the notes as sort of just like big bright uh, colors on a staff. <laughs> Okay, yeah, got uh-huh. it. Okay, big bright and notes, and they're all wearing sunglasses like the guy from Smash Mouth. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Visualize yourself as the man from Smash Mouth. You got I'm doing it wearing a big bowling shirt, okay? <laughs> now sing, a big sing your dude. heart out. You might as well be walking on the sun. <laughs> beep, booty, boop, beep, boop, booty. You know what? Does he sing that part? Yes. <laughs> the system works. Looks like wrong. Boss Baby Family singing. Business knows what it's talking about. Uh, okay, so... um. Long story short, uh, Tina gives Ted a letter that Tim wrote as a kid about how they'd always be together forever. Uh, and Tina, in order to get them to spend more time together, pretends that Baby Core is not going to do anything to stop Anderson. So they're going to have to do it themselves, working together as brothers. At Armstrong. What? Yeah. Armstrong. Yeah, yeah. What did I say? You said Anderson. Oh, I was thinking of Pea Soup Anderson, uh, the uh, the <laughs> restaurant that you drive by in California on the highway that they only serve pea soup. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And never gone there. We've never gone there. We've driven by. It's got a big windmill, and we know they serve pea soup because it's in the name. <laughs> it's huge. Yeah. Maybe that's a misdirect, <laughs> yeah. though. Maybe that's just to get you through the door, and then when you're disappointed, yeah. they offer you all their other wares. In the gap between, in the gap between uh, Los Angeles and. Uh, San Francisco. Yeah. And so you're saying you walk in there and you go, I'll have some of your famous pea soup, as mentioned in the name, the titular pea soup. And they go, oh, I'm so sorry. We are out of the pea soup today. Uh, but perhaps I could interest you in some of uh, And it's like some, some sort of a fancy scallop dish no, or lobster or something no, more what expensive. If he says, what if he says, uh, what if there's like different kinds of pea soup? And you're like, can can I have some pea soup? And he's, and, uh, he's like, what kind of pea soup? Uh-huh. Um, what kind of pea soup? And you say, I want pea soup. And 
He's a, he, and yep. then he says, what kind? Uh-huh. And then but he says, is he going to give me no the solution. options or do I have to guess? Uh, he he gives you the options and, and you're like, he, and then he's like, pea soup, pea soup with croutons, pea soup <laughs> with, yep. with peas. Sure. Yep. So pea soup with peas would be with what? Carrots. Would be pea soup with whole peas just thrown into yeah, it? Yeah, it's sort no, of like a crunchy with, peanut no, butter. Pea, pea so soup. really mm-hmm. it's just, so really it's just, so really the only pea soup is... Is a pea soup with peas. It the only flavor. So regular. <laughs> uh-huh. So it's really yep. just uh, regular flavored broth. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, um, but they call it pea soup. Okay. Uh, but it's really only pea soup with the pea soup with peas. Oh, I see. So you, if you don't get it with peas, it's not pea soup. Yeah. Okay. So see, there's pea soup with carrots, <laughs> pea soup with celery. Okay. Speaking of soup, what what soup are you? Uh... I was sipping on there, Stu. Oh, what's that you got there, Stuart? Oh, it's a big, uh, it's a big container of pea soup. Uh, pea soup with croutons. Is that still technically <laughs> pea soup, Sammy? What What am I drinking right now? It It looks like you're drinking Jello. It does look like I'm drinking Jello because that's actually what I'm drinking. I took some Jello, <laughs> I made it into a liquid again, poured a bunch of vodka on it, and I'm just trying to get through oh, wow. this podcast. You know, that's the thing. <laughs> Sammy has a shocked look on his face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and that was so. That was another. That was another regular segment. Soup stew. That's where Stu tells us what soup he's drinking right now. So back to the movie. Uh, they have to stop Armstrong at the pageant. This big winter pageant we've been hearing about before the kid formula wears off. And, and then they and they find and Baby Tina tells them that that uh, there's a main switch. Uh, that can like turn the power off, mm-hmm. so it so it can like stop the hypnot- hypnotizing. Oh, yeah. And and there's a mis- when she's singing, she she keeps her eyes closed, but she sh- if she keeps them open, she'll notice that they're all getting hypnotized. Well, we haven't even talked about the hypnosis yet. So okay, uh, every patch time. But then they. I want to talk uh, more about the main switch. Wait, wait, we're going to. So the main okay. switch will shut I'm off. I want to tell them about the main switch. Okay, when we get to the main switch, you can tell them about it. <laughs> you're really taking and, it with the switch, huh? I know you're excited about this switch and how main it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, because... Wait, wait. So <laughs> everyone is at the pageant, and Armstrong reveals to Ted that today is B-Day, and his app, Cutie Snaps, uh, is actually a hypnosis app. And once you take a picture with it, it hypnotizes the parents. Uh-oh. And he tries to, to shut off the main switch, right? Oh yeah, they they go back uh, and they go back to the back of the stage and the backstage. Uh, yeah, backstage. And uh, Tina tells them that the baby Tina tells them that there is a, a main switch that can turn the power off. And they they flip mm-hmm. the yep. uh, and well, they're fi- well, fighting Tim, over. Well, Tim is supposed Tim. to turn it off, but he's like, "Oh no, it's Tabitha's turn to sing. I can't miss that." And Ted. He sneaks backstage by way of pretending to be Jesus in no, the manger wait, in a nativity no, scene. That's your God, so it's idiots. Like a Jesus play. It's like a Jesus play that's on. Tabitha is an angel that's who's who's singing, and there's a this doll that's pretending to be Jesus in the cradle. I mean, I know the doll is pretending to be Jesus. Well, it is Jesus. <laughs> it's a prop. It's a prop that's uh-huh. representing and, the baby Jesus. And, yeah. It's uh, ironic because they've got a lot of babies at the school. I, I they just stick one in there. What is real? And Ted. And Ted. Um, throws off the baby's, the like he throws the baby out, and somehow how he gets this like gold clo- gold wraps, yeah, and he puts it around himself, and then instantly, like a second later, he takes them off and runs back to stage. Mm-hmm. So there's no 
He does he little tap dances, Jesus. Yeah, but yeah, but it would have made more sense. It would have been more surreptitious if he did not get on stage, do become the star of the show for a moment, and then run backstage. I'm on Tim's side because because when they flip the switch, uh. Um, they get trapped by the nin- by the ninja babies, yeah. and Armstrong comes in and reveals that it's just like a paper. It's just like paper that says Maine on mm-hmm. it, but he throws the paper off, and it says trap underneath. Yeah, so he actually it was a trap the whole time, and Armstrong has now trapped <clears throat> Ted and Tim, and they're still arguing with each other. Uh-oh, they get put in the box where the Enya song plays, and it starts flooding. That's right, we're going to see a child and a baby drown to sail death away, in this movie if Armstrong's yeah, playing. Come <laughs> Thank you. Sail yeah, it's the Sail Away song. Can I, uh, can I, Sammy, can I Sammy's the- found his... Wait, Sammy's discovered his I'm blue. And now Stuart, uh, yes? So while this is going on, Tabitha is singing her solo and one of my favorite things is going on. She's scanning the audience for her dad and I swear there must be a guy who runs lights at these events who's like, Put spotlights on all the empty seats so kids can see when their absent fathers are not there. Like, you know that's a thing that people are like, this is going to be hilarious. And all the seats are black, and it's like, and it's like, they're all black, but like, you don't even see, when when Tabitha opens her eyes and her song is done, she's like looking into the crowd to see her parents like clapping, uh-huh. but she notices the crowd is all black. Uh-huh. It's all black. It's all dark, yeah. They should, there should be the little purple dots for the hypnosis eyes. Yes, very oh, true. Because they're all using they're all using cuties. She sings beautifully like an angel, like the angel she is perched on top of a Christmas tree. Not a safe place for a kid to be standing. The Christmas tree looks to be about fifty feet tall. Nor is she singing uh, and, a Christmas there, song. It's just like a weird a like ladder. friendship song. It's a song about working together and being at, together and united we stand divided we'll fall and united not, we stand or something like that. Song. At least Yeah, at then she puts a MAGA hat on and she's like, Yeah, well the right people need to stay united. And I was like, Whoa, very, boss baby. At least there's a very thin ladder. <laughs> yeah, there's a very thin ladder. True. Good good point. <laughs> at least there was an incredibly narrow, dangerous ladder. And it's like she gets sad at the end of the song, so she climbs down. It's like she would climb it seems like in the movie she would only climb down because she's sad, but she would normally do that. Yeah, yeah. she would yeah, have yeah. to climb down anyway. She doesn't live on top of that. And Christmas this is tree. the moment in the movie that I had to clean my glasses, and then I like realized with horror that Audrey would think I was crying at this song. <laughs> 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 and she that did. Is she asked. Hilarious. Then suddenly, uh, uh-huh. this isn't real. But what if she was uh, standing on there suddenly, and she was staying on top of there? Suddenly, a house fell from the sky. <laughs> Wait, why would that happen? There? Yeah, what if that did happen? It's crazy because that would be her house if she lived on top of there. Wait, <laughs> that's yeah. a good point. Was, if she lived there, she'd real? be home already. She would need a house. She would mm-hmm. need a house. Yeah, and she would. Why? If she had a house, I mean, they could lift up her house for the song there. Uh huh. And then, and yep. then, when her song was done, she, they would just drop the house on her, and one of the walls could crush her. Actually, oof, that would be actually, terrible. Yeah. Why would that happen? And then, and then the only, <laughs> and then only like a circle of it survives because it's very, it's a very small circle at the top. Yeah. So it just okay. like crumbles down. Okay, interesting. Sense. The rest would fall to the ground because yeah. the, the tree can only uh-huh. hold up so much. Yes. Okay, well, that's the way no, the movie it ends. It can't just hold up. It's very small. So like, it. It was supported by the other half, but it couldn't. the The middle of it couldn't handle the whole. I think outside. you're going to draw me a diagram. So, yeah, very Franklin Lloyd Wright over here. 
Franklin Lloyd Wright? Yeah. Is that, what he, <laughs> yeah. is that his name that did do the Falling Waterhouse? Yeah, just I think he would say, just call me Frank. <laughs> yeah. Just call me Frank Lloyd Wright. <laughs> not Frank, um, uh, whatever, I don't care. It's not, he's not going to be listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> That's very true. No, no. I'm safe. Uh, so, uh, so all the adults are hypnotized. It's Tabitha never is clear if Armstrong, his real name is Arm, if his first name is Armstrong or last name. No, is he, Armstrong. He, he, his name's like Irwin Armstrong or something. Nah, like Irwin like Allen. I think they just call him Armstrong. Okay. Principal Armstrong. I mean, according to Wikipedia, his name is Doctor Irwin Armstrong. <laughs> oh wow! You got roasted, oh, Sammy. Wow. Sammy didn't you messed with the best. That. Sammy didn't cross his T's and dot his eyes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got to check it. Check it before you wreck it, Sammy. Anyway, oh, don't feel bad. It's okay. It's fine. Oh, okay, great. It's fine. Uh, so uh, the adults are all hypnotized. Tim and Ted are in the box. Uh, luckily, uh, Tabitha's finished her song, but she's crushed because her dad and is then, not there. As Stuart mentions, there's a then, spotlight has been cast it, on the one then, empty seat where her dad should be. And then, and then it flashes to the to the uh, to the front of the school where. Oh yeah. Back to the box. Back to the box. So uh, Tim, where, wait, uh, Tim blames himself, and Ted yeah. says, "No, you're a great dad, and, and I'm lonely without a family." And they apologize to each other for not being they, there and for then each they, other. And then they fall underwater. And then is does te, does Ted whistle underwater? Ted whistles underwater. I think. Uh huh. And and Precious comes and breaks all. So it's like glass that separates the colors. And for like the first three, there's like trams that go. And well, so, basically, and Precious runs through them and breaks all the glass. Yeah, Precious bursts through the front of the school and kicks them out of the box, uh, saving their lives. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Armstrong has declared it's B-Day. He's danced to push it on stage as his true self, a little bald baby, not in his adult And the parents are all following him because they are hypnotized. Yeah, so he, he demands they give a standing ovation to Tabitha. Tina reveals the truth about baby core to Tabitha, and they plan to go overheat the school's servers, which are inside the giant acorn in the atrium, of course. And then they have a big fight. They have a big fright, fight uh, that Ted- Where, And Tina is in Armstrong's other suit. Mm-hmm. Tina has taken over Armstrong's other robot body. And, they're cli- mm-hmm. and they are, and they they say they're going to meet at the at the acorn. Mm-hmm. And so Tim and Ted go over to the acorn too because they they have to meet there. And then, but Armstrong's at the bottom and uses these lollipops. He licks them and then throws them at them. Licks and he, them and, and sticks them. Uh-huh. Yeah. Tim and Ted and are then, almost entirely useless in the climax of this movie uh-huh. Uh-huh. as it becomes a Tina Tabitha team up, a TTTO. Up. That's right. And then and then uh-huh. they go and then it go and then he climbs up uh-huh. and it's straight because to open the acorn they need sure, the hand yeah. from the suit. Uh-huh. Well, here's here's okay. This is something I brought up with Sam while watching it. To get into the acorn, the, the where where the part. controls are that control all of Armstrong's evil plot. You there's a handprint. Uh-huh. Identification. Yeah, you thing. need the hand from the suit. You need and the hand from the suit. Suits, and they're both right the suit. And Tabitha's over there, uh-huh. closer to the to the door, uh-huh. right right in front right in front of her is the door. And Tina pops off on the hands, throws tosses it over to Tabitha. Tabitha puts it on, and then the door opens. Uh-huh. So, wouldn't if you had a handprint analyzer, wouldn't you you want to use your real handprint that nobody else has, rather than a robot handprint that you have a spare that's version the thing of? When, that's you're, just, when you're a mecha uh, pilot, Elliot, is that 
it's tough to know where the pilot ends and the mecha also, begins. Also, everyone... Oh, good I point, good, good point. Because man and machine point. meld together. Yeah, it's I, all like, I have a good yeah, point. Yeah. Oh, you're going to declare that it's a good point. point Daddy. <laughs> I'd like Daddy, to... I have a good point. When yeah. would he go... The only time that... I didn't know I could, could do that. There's nighttime because everyone would see him. Yeah, during the school day, it would be hard for the principal of the school to climb like a monkey up a tree and then get into a secret laboratory at top of a giant acorn. Yeah. Without and arousing he suspicion, is a baby. and reveal that he's a baby. True. Uh, so, but Stuart makes a good point. When you're a mech pilot, the mech is an extension of yourself. So, yeah, not to a handprint, not to me- evangelize, yeah. uh, evangelize Evangelion, but you know. <laughs> and they go, and they go into there, and Tabitha keeps about to be turning it off, but then Armstrong is like crushing the control panel. Yeah, and Armstrong has so many one-liners at this point, and so many puns, and yeah. it's just, it, and finally they're able to destroy that time is up the formula starts wearing off of tim and ted they start de-aging I mean, they start aging again tina and tabitha they finally destroy the and servers wait, by and ted's, ted's um baby suit it it like get it stays its size well, tim's and ted's tim's because ted ted is the blonde baby yeah i know i'm talking about ted oh, oh his ted, suit stays the same size it stays oh. the same size as ted gets bigger and it's still and it's really tiny on him but tim's uh, he's he pretend he has to be the snowflake in it because uh, that was how he snuck into the yeah. snuck into the pageant. Uh, but his his costume uh, grows yeah, with he, him, right? Yeah, when he, he grow the costume, it the, it grows as he grows. So that's another thing for the go- Sammy's discovered another goof that should go on the IMDb page that. Mm-hmm. Tim's clothes change shape with him as he ages, whereas Ted's are broke, rip, and don't fit. So why would uh? It just doesn't make sense, right? Mm-hmm. Why? 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 Vote on the goof what section. What was the other goof I had? The other goof was uh, glasses. I don't remember. <laughs> it was glasses. Oh, glasses. Oh yeah. Why? Why does he have glasses as a kid when, he, when he, he, was a kid, have, he didn't wear glasses? No, no. Why does he have light blue glasses as a grown up? But when he changes into a kid, he has. Black glasses. I don't know. I don't know. If he's a the kid serum. and he would wear glasses, he would probably have the light blue ones. Yeah, mm, you would think the so. Serum. The serum, in style. all glasses begin life as black glasses, and they only become <laughs> light blue oh, over time. And they age and become light blue glasses. I uh, see. It's sun bleaching. Uh, it, it's a pretty complex topic. It's the opposite for my dad. He wears. He used to wear light blue glasses, and now he wears black. Yeah, because my glasses are getting younger. Yeah, They're Benjamin, Benjamin Button glasses. Buttoning. I think that's yeah, a Yeah, I got them addressed. from from Warby Benjamin Button. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, make a long story even slightly shorter. Uh, Tabitha and Tina, they managed to destroy the computer server by, you guessed it, mixing Mentos with soda and filling the thing with bubbles. Uh, and, and, no, well, Armstrong is like, he's like so happy, he's celebrating, and he pours a big glass of, what is it, soda? Yeah, it just says soda pop or something. Uh-huh. Like yeah, and he pours it, and there's all this, oh yeah, and well, mm-hmm. during the, yep. fu- well, yeah. But skip to before sure, yeah. the, he pouring the soda. Skip to before? Uh-huh. Yeah, go, <laughs> Rewind. go back to before. Yeah. Rewind yeah. to before yeah. he ha- he's doing the soda. Sure, yeah. they, he, they keep punching each other with the robot one. Yep. Tina's, uh, t- the one that Tina's in, uh-huh. the top part, it like the cover, it fell off. Uh-huh. And Armstrong's, the bottom fell off. So uh, Tina's punching the bottom yep, yep. and candy just keeps <laughs> falling out of it. Oh, that's yeah. funny. And... Uh, and then and a tube uh, of Mentos go, falls uh-huh. out. Among yeah, it. and go back to when he's pouring the soda. He's pouring they the s- te- they take some of the Mentos <laughs> yep. from the ground uh-huh. and put it in, and put 
and pour them into the soda so it explodes everywhere. Yes, just like we've seen in all those videos. Yep. Again, this is before you were born, Sammy. That's why they put it in this movie because it's a reference to a thing from before you were born, uh, the target audience, that when you put Mentos into soda, it gets all foamy. So they did it. I, mean, I they think captured... people are still aware of that. I don't know that there's a... They don't teach it in schools they anymore, captured... I don't think, yeah. thanks to they critical cap- race theory. They capture Armstrong. <laughs> they capture Armstrong. Uh-huh, yeah. They capture Armstrong. They capture Armstrong the baby, and uh, Stuart liked my my I'm my ta- joke about the as my character of the parent who's mad that they're teaching race theory and not Mentos Daddy, in school Daddy, anymore. Yeah. Daddy, I want to tell them a par- about the part at the end. Sure, with yeah, do Armstrong. it. Okay, well let's well we'll get when we get to that part we'll tell them. Okay, mm-hmm. Tim and Ted return to their nor- Tim returns to his normal age just in time to catch Tabitha who is oh, falling gosh. from the tree. Yeah, yeah, and they're reconciled. Armstrong is lonely seeing these fa- this family reunited. The adults are all unbrainwashed and start applauding. I don't think they know what's going on, but for some reason they know to applaud that something has happened. Uh, Tina reveals that her real mission from Baby Corps was to get Ted and Tim back together and stopping Dr. Armstrong from overthrowing the human grown-up world was just a bonus. We go back to their home for Christmas. They're a big family. Uh, Ted gives Tim a big statue of Tim holding a mug that says World's Greatest Dad. And, and there's uh-huh. a letter that says... It's a letter that's like, you're the best. Uh, I love you. I'm sorry that I couldn't be there. But then but then uh, Tim gets hit by a snowball, mm-hmm. and it turns out it's Ted, and he is here. It was a and, trick. And how could he have... How could he have delivered those presents not being there? Well, he might have Magic. hired like an a, like a like a task Santa Claus. To do I don't know. Okay. Yeah, but Urban he Fetch. Also, but someone also like raised or knocks on the door. Well, yeah, because tell them the packages yeah. are there. I mean, often mm-hmm. we, we get a knock on the door and then I'll go there and there's nobody there yeah. and magically BB, our CSA BB produce or... has been delivered. But yeah, then yeah. you yeah. see someone exit the gate. Yes, that's true. That's true. Uh, so they play like brothers in the snow, and the whole family goes out, and it seems that Carol learns Tina's secret. She Who's inter- Carol? Carol is Tim's wife. Okay. Uh, played by your favorite, Eva Longoria, and they're, they're all a happy family, and that's when we get the final little coda, what happens when they're all a happy family. At the, uh, so, like, what does Tina say? No, no, at the, he, she's like, Tim, she's like, Tim's like, well, that's the whole story, and Tina's like, well, there's one more thing. And it, uh, it goes to Armstrong returning to his own house, and his parents are so happy. Yes, as I would be, Sammy, if you ran away and then came back. I would be so happy. Don't run away, though. Just come uh-huh. back. Stay, I, I'm happier with you just staying here, okay? That's you know a lesson. That- <laughs> that's a lesson, kids. That's a lesson, you know, kids. To all the kids listening from the Flophouse, what's the lesson, Sammy? Don't run away. That is a good That's lesson. A good Thank lesson. you. Guys, did you know that Ray Davies has a, a songwriting credit for Push It? Because it <laughs> quotes, boy, you really got me going. You got me so oh, I don't know what I'm doing. Every cool. Flophouse, really? every yeah. flophouse I, for, episode, there's going to be a safety rule. There's going to be mm-hmm, a rule safety, that you should yeah. that you should never that you should never do. Okay, that's, should is that be our new thing? We, we'll, we'll have yeah. Sammy's like Flophouse rules G, for kids. Like the G.I. Joe uh-huh. episode where they Exactly, the, so that knowing is half the battle. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did you know Ray Wise actually has a writing credit on uh, on, on. Uh, what a man. Oh, interesting! <laughs> wow, yeah, never yeah, run but that's, away. But that's because he and he and Salt and Pepper were uh, they were writing partners for a long oh, time. Okay. You yeah. mean like the food yeah. Salt and Pepper? No, no, the yeah. the uh, the hip hop group. Oh, I mean oh. the name is similar though, Elliot. <laughs> it's very similar. So maybe that's it is true. the food. Maybe it is the food. You know what? You're right. Maybe it's just two two of our favorite spice seasonings are just yeah. are just rapping away about what a man. You know. So Sammy, Ray Wise and Ray Wise the, was the man they're rapping about. Yeah, this is the part of the show where we uh, do our final judgments about the movie. Would you want to have the first word or the last word? 
Oh, and then we have to recommend good well, movies. I, well, I think you're going to leave the show before we get to the recommendation Why? section. Because we have other stuff to do. But, uh, Sammy, so what here... I, I can always close my ears. No, you can't <laughs> close your ears. <laughs> Here, sit down, sit down. So, the, no, so here are the categories. Is it a good, bad movie, a bad, bad movie, or a movie you kind of liked? A movie I kind of liked. What did you like about it? It was funny. It was funny. You were really enjoying watching it. You were laughing a lot. You kept saying things like, this is the greatest, and I love this movie <laughs> while we were watching it. Uh, so I think I'll, I'll step in here and say I had a much more enjoyable experience, I think, watching it with Sammy than I would have had watching it by myself. Yeah. Watching it by myself, I think I would have found it a little too hyperactive, and by the end of it, they're just throwing jokes out willy-nilly, you know, and – that was really getting on my nerves. But seeing how much Sammy was enjoying it, I was like, hey, you know what? I liked a lot of stuff when I was a kid that my parents didn't like. So yeah. it was okay. So I'm going to call it a movie that I didn't necessarily kind of like, but I think kids are going to like it. Guys, what you watched it without a child with yeah. you, I assume. What was your experience? I mean, the only child was me, um, and I, ki- I, I kind of liked it. I mean, the hyperactivity was what I liked about it. I, I didn't like the beginning so much where it was sort of – I don't know. It felt so tied into this boss baby world that I didn't know anything about. The but BBC once they got to the weird school, like the movie got a lot stranger than I expected. And some of the stuff actually made me laugh, even though, you know, I, it's, I, I made you cry at one point. I heard. Know, Audrey no, told that me. Was, that's a, a dirty lie. Um, it's the longest DreamWorks animated movie. I saw this written somewhere, and then I confirmed it just now. Uh, and that is a mistake. <laughs> it is too long. I would have it liked is too it long. about 20 minutes shorter, but uh, mm-hmm. it was okay. As a, I, I agree that it's a good for kids. It's for kids, like a hula it's for, hoop. Yeah. I yeah, say it should have been longer, because then I could have stayed up longer. True. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, we watched Good it after point. your brother went to bed, Good right? Point. I only got to watch like I got to watch like an hour and twenty minutes the, uh, on Friday night, and then sat, and then yesterday night I only got to watch the last twenty minutes. Now here's the thing that you didn't get to stay up as late as you did when you watched that Mets Dodgers game. Did you enjoy the Mets Dodgers game or Boss Baby Family Business more? I like the Mets Dodgers game more. Okay, so there you have it. Put it on the poster. Because that anything could happen. <laughs> The it, but game. this, the movie is a movie. I mean, and they couldn't like change it for like. That's one true. Year. The this movie can't movie. go into extra innings. That's uh-huh. true. You're still limited within the rules of baseball and real mm-hmm. life, though. Yeah, yeah. Whereas the Boss Baby Family Business is the I only limits to the happy, human imagination. I was also happy with the ending of it. Okay, that's good. You like the ending? Yeah, of, of the, the game. baseball. Oh, the, game. Ga- oh, the baseball game. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, because you liked that the Dodgers beat the Mets. Yeah. Yeah. So you the- can see. Yep, he's wearing his Dodger oh, shirt. He's pointing man. at it. Yep. Yeah, this is LA fan. So, uh, so I, so there you have it. You put on the poster. I wish it was longer. Uh, Sammy Kalen, the flop house. Don't and but then you put dot 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 and leave out the part. I liked the baseball game more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Stu, what do you think? Okay, let's see. Uh, well, I like that there's this weird message in the holiday uh, pageant or whatever show about uh, the parents' generation destroying the world because that's true. Um, so that's great. And <laughs> the babies. parent generation destroying the world? That was the thing. No, like, Armstrong wants to destroy the parents. Well, no, Armstrong wants to destroy the parents, but part of his reasoning is because parents have done such a bad job of running the uh-huh. world. Yeah. Uh, Which you have to admit is probably true. I mean, that's the thing. They talk about baby core. The only thing is they don't give enough candy and TV. They don't give enough candy and TV. Those are your main complaints? Yep. <laughs> okay. Now, 
Baby Corps is supposed to look out for threats to babies all over the world. And obviously the biggest threat is climate change because they're not going to have a world to inherit. So I think they're kind of dropping the ball clearly. But by the time they inherit that world, they're not babies anymore. Ba- baby Corps has a very narrow uh, special interest group. Oh, you know, okay. That's babies. interesting. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so I also kind of like the moment when Alec Baldwin as a baby is talking to his baby brother who isn't a baby but he's a boy and he's like (laughs) being a dad is such a hard job you should get paid for it and i'm like that's great i love sharing that message that like being like the toughest job is being a dad that you have to babysit (laughs) your kids and shit like that like every now and then you've got to watch them yeah yeah, yeah. my dad does get paid my dad does get paid and he is a dad but i don't get paid for paid for being a dad yes i get paid for my other yeah no one gets well the only people who get paid for being dads are Are like babysitters like if you hire someone to pretend to be your dad because your boss is your boss is coming over for dinner and you want to impress him so you hire someone to pretend to be your dad and pretend he's like a nobel scientist well occasionally on instagram my dms i get i get requests to be a dad Yeah, if on Stuart's OnlyFans, he does get paid to be said, a daddy. If, yeah. If his if his if his boss says uh, he's coming over, and if he's a good dad, um, that then he's gonna then the his boss is gonna pay him. But he isn't a good dad, so he hires someone else. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so, no, yeah, yeah. But that someone, but it's not what his plan is. Sure, yep. The other, if someone else gets paid, uh-huh. the other person gets Forget paid. Me, not is him. this a story you made yep. up, or is this a thing you saw somewhere? I made this up. Okay, I think it's yeah, that's true. <laughs> No, yeah. I mean, you had me going. Uh, and also, yeah. there's a very hot horse, very little hot horse in it. Uh, big mm. fan. Uh, okay. what, what's her app? Um, let's go on. You mean Precious? So, uh, yeah, Precious. Uh, so, what is, uh, I guess, yeah, it's great. Best movie ever. <laughs> okay, so Stuart gives it the best movie ever. So, there you have it. That's the official tallies for The Boss Baby, Family Business. I want to thank our the. the Boss Baby, colon, the family business. You already said that. Oh, the boss baby. <laughs> the colon family business. The boss baby family the business. Okay. <laughs> so, wow. Sammy's tired if of that If you bit. want is what he said. Yeah. Uh, so, Sammy, I want to thank you so much for joining us and sharing your thoughts on the movie. It was a very special experience, and I'm so glad I got to share the podcast with you and got to share the movie with you, and I Did love you. Did for the other the other 20 minutes I, it's gonna be more than 20 minutes let me tell you. <laughs> you you always say that it's two hours yeah but it's not always two hours but oh. sammy i think it's time for you to go so that we can talk about some grown-up stuff but do you have like any what do you have any i can't tell you do you have any other do you have any other fine do, do you have any other final messages you want to tell the audience before you go he's thinking mm. he's thinking what if he comes out with this, baba buoy this is the, I, he, I hope not sammy what, what are you gonna say what's your final message my answer for the question in the beginning that I would say, uh-huh, I said back. I would answer at the part that I'm going out okay. in is maybe. Okay, great. Edge in his He's hanging it up. Oh, man. Okay, thank you so much, Sammy. Oh, man. Bye. And Sammy's waving goodbye Bye. to Dan and Stu. Okay, see you, Sammy. Can you close the door on the way you're out? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> cheerful. You were great. Yeah, you were fantastic. Yeah, you were great, buddy. Now get out of here. Now get going, kid. Man, I gotta say that uh, having Sammy around really kept me from getting too raw in the Boss Baby episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, tell me about it. Yeah, yeah. tell me about it. Uh, hey, I think I only you... swore I, like I, once or twice, and I barely talked yeah, I about that was, horse. 
I think it was better for all of us that that he was here, so that of all the movies, Boss Baby was not the one where we decided to to get raw and let loose. <laughs> but that yeah. Back to the Future shit is wild. Yeah, let's talk about that for a minute. Anyway. There, there were there, there was every scene between Tim and his daughter Tabitha was uncomfortable for uh-huh. exactly that reason. Yeah, if only no, because it's dude. like I know how these stories often go. I do not want it to go in that direction. That would be, and think about how messed up it will be for her when she realizes that she had a crush on a guy who turned out to be her dad de-aged by a magic formula from baby core. Yeah. And can I, I just, I want to talk about one other thing about the movie real quick. Um, and generally the, you know, the animation style was pretty straightforward DreamWorks and I wasn't kind of crazy about it, but I did like some of the animation touches when Tim's character is having his like fantasies, whereas a little bit like the animation was a little flatter, a little more 2d, almost like, oh, like yeah. old school painted backgrounds. I mean, I did really like seeing that even though it was a CGI movie, it did not look photorealistic and they were doing goofy, you know, squash and and stretch and and like silly cartoon stuff. They were not letting it, they were not, they didn't seem to be really worried about making sure the snow looked like real snow at the expense of characters doing silly zany things, you know. So there you have it. The Boss Baby, number one pick of the year. Family business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I, and it, I, it shows you how surprisingly I enjoyed the movie that I could get over the fact that I was essentially watching baby Donald Trump running around being smug and full of himself. And eventually I was like, mm, you know what? I don't hate this baby. Yeah. Yeah. Are you feeling elevated levels of anxiety? Do you quake uncontrollably, even thinking about watching cable news? Do you have disturbing nightmares, only to realize it's two in the afternoon and you're up? If you've experienced one or more of these symptoms, you may have FNO, news overload. Fortunately, there's treatment. Hi, I'm Dave Holmes, host of Troubled Waters. Troubled Waters helps fight FNO. That's because Troubled Waters stimulates your joy zone. On Troubled Waters, two comedians will battle one another for pop culture supremacy. So join me. Dave Holmes for two, two, two doses of Troubled Waters a month. The cure for your news overload. Available on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Jay Keith. Hey, Helen. Hey, you've got another true-false quiz for me? Yep. Our trivia podcast, Go Fact Yourself, used to be in front of a live audience. True. Turns out that's not so safe anymore. Correct. Next. Unfortunately, this means we can no longer record the show. False. The show still comes out every first and third Friday of the month. Correct. Finally, we still have great celebrity guests answering trivia about things they love on every episode of Go Fact Yourself. Definitely true. And for bonus points, name some of them. Recently, we've had uh, Ophira Eisenberg, plus tons of surprise experts like Yardley Smith and Suzanne Summers. Perfect score. Woo-hoo. You can hear Go Fact Yourself every first and third Friday of the month with all the great guests and trivia that we've always had. And if you don't listen, well, then you can go fact yourself. That's the name of our podcast. Correct. Woo-hoo. Okay, let us uh, move on to uh, some ads from our sponsors. The Flophouse is sponsored in part by BetterHelp Online Therapy. It doesn't matter who you are or what you have, life can be stressful. I know that, uh, you know, for for me personally, uh, even as the pandemic has uh, been you know, like, uh, has affected me less than, 
than some folks. Uh, just the general state of the world <laughs> is a source of stress and uh, difficulty. Uh, even though uh, I have a loving partner, it can be difficult to work in the same space and to, to deal with that. I know that you both have your own unique stressors as well, and it helps to talk to someone about it. Uh, you may not be feeling down and out and depressed or feel like you're at a total loss, but if your stress is high, you could probably still use the chance to unload. Unload it and get it out. Talk to someone who's completely unbiased about your life. Someone who is not going to judge you or take sides in anything. You will be surprised at how much it can help. I have not used uh, BetterHelp specifically, but I've done a lot of Zoom therapy. I found it helpful. And uh, BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. And it's even more affordable than in-person therapy. You can see if it's for you. By uh, going to betterhelp.com slash flop to get 10% off your first month, your first month, milk, I was about to say, I don't know that, first month. You can, you can, you can drink milk while you're, while you're doing it, I guess. You could. Yeah. Uh, have your first session in under 48 hours at betterhelp.com slash flop. And the Flophouse is also sponsored by Story milk. Blocks. Oh, not milk, oh. Elliot. I know you're hoping to get big, strong bones, but not today. Your bones are going to be made out of <laughs> Story today. Blocks. Mm. Now, Story Blocks makes it possible for creators to keep up with the growing demands of modern video content, so you can bring all of your stories to life and keep sacrifice and and keep from sacrificing your vision due to time, budget, or resources. Keep doing your human sacrifices. Yep. As many as you want, just uh, not your time or your vision. Um, Storyblocks Unlimited All Access Plan gives you unlimited downloads of the over 1 million assets in their library. You can try out multiple options quickly and find the perfect fit so you can create more and spend less. Restock is their commitment to increase representation in stock media by hiring creators from marginalized communities to create content that is more reflective of the diverse world we live in. You can stay on budget while telling the best version of your story with the most affordable subscription plans and tools on the market that scale to meet your needs. Uh, as we've, uh, I think you guys have mentioned before, we've done uh, a couple of live shows. We actually have a live show coming up that we're going to talk about. Um, but in the past, we've done them, and Dan has used Storyblocks uh, to create some of the great little uh, interstitials and uh, extra bits that we throw in there for our viewers. And uh, it was pretty easy to use, right, Dan? Yeah. Thanks for throwing it to me while I had an ice cube in my mouth. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, not that you should that know. That was your choice, I'm not, Dan. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying you should have been aware. So would you call, would you call that cube the ultimate story block uh, and that it was blocking you from telling the story of using story no, blocks? It, it's just a very... Easy, you just get on there. You can uh, search through all of the assets in there. It's you can download them with one click. You can uh, they're all beautiful. Uh, many of them are in full high def. Uh, it's great. Uh, so explore their library and subscribe today at storyblocks.com/flop. F L O P. That's storyblocks.com/flop. Hey guys, we've also got something to promote that is <laughs> us being a little selfish and promoting our own stuff. Let me talk about We're it. Allowed. So, hey, are you guys familiar with live performances? Uh-huh. You might be. There aren't as many of them going on now because of 
events be under control. But what if I were to tell you that the Flophouse was going to be appearing live on your very own computer screen? That's right. Just like we've done several times before, even though I'm talking about it as if it's a new thing that nobody's ever heard of before. <laughs> the Flophouse is going to be doing a new live remote show on Saturday, September 25th at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. If you live in a different time zone, please do the math as to when that is for you. I can't do all the time zones. I just don't know them. So we'll be t- <laughs> we're going to be doing an all-new live show. We're going to be talking about the movie Super Mario Brothers or Super Mario Brothers, as people who are not from New Jersey insist on making me pronounce it uh that's right the amazing story of the mario and luigi mario brothers uh played by bob hoskins and what john leguizamo going underground to stop dennis hopper from doing dinosaur stuff we're gonna be talking about it it's the 28th anniversary of the release of (laughs) (laughs) super mario brothers And so we are going to be celebrating it and talking about it. There's also going to be all new presentations before the show. You've seen these shows before. You know we do these hilarious PowerPoint presentations. We're going to be doing those before the show. It's going to be an all new show. I believe we're going to have uh, new exclusive shirt designs possibly to sell during the show. And buying a ticket gets you one week of access to the recording that's archived afterwards. So even if you can't make it on the night of September 25th, you can still get that ticket and watch it at your leisure in the seven days after. So that's the Flophouse Live talking Super Mario Brothers for the 28th anniversary of that mm-hmm. historic <laughs> historic film, <laughs> Saturday, September 25th, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Uh, you're going to want to go to simpleticks.com uh, to buy the tickets. Uh, the obvi- Honestly, the easiest way to do it is just Google Simpleticks and Flophouse. Uh, but I believe there's also a link at the Flophouse website, uh-huh. which is, what, theflophousepodcast.com? Yeah. Uh, I think it's just flophousepodcast.com. I can't wait. It's going to be fun. Uh, I love doing those shows with you guys, and I love uh, taking questions from the audience, and I love getting to see what fucking dungeon Elliot's recording from. It's great. It's always my garage. It's just my garage. But it looks looks increasingly scary. Like I feel like you have the lights on a dimmer to get more scary as as the recording goes on. Yeah. yeah, I do have that. That's true because it turns into a. It does turn into a uh, torture palace eventually. But uh, yeah, we're gonna go. It's you'll see us in front of your face. We're gonna be answering questions live from the audience, probably over Twitter again. But we'll see how we do it. Who knows? And uh, who knows? It's just gonna be. Uh, it's just gonna be really fun. So that's September twenty fifth, the Flophouse Live. SMB, that's Super Mario Brothers. I don't oh, need to tell you what that stands for. Uh, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Just go to uh, simpleticks.com uh, to get. The tickets, they're $10 each. Uh, you can pay more if you want to, but you don't have to pay more if you don't want to. No. Come and join us. It's going to be fun. Well, let's keep this train a-rolling and sure. uh, answer some uh, letters from listeners. Listeners like you. This first letter is from Adrian, last name withheld, who writes... I, I believe you, I believe the name is Adrian, <laughs> last name withheld. <laughs> Dear Peaches... My three-year-old son has noticed his grandfather's old Marvel lunchbox that we have on a shelf in our living room. He is now obsessed with Spider-Man, Iron Man, the Hulk, and the Fantastic Four. He keeps asking, why is that big guy made of rocks? And why is the man turning green? How do I answer these questions? Any recommendations for print or video content that is at least somewhat appropriate for his age? I know this question is pretty targeted at Elliot, since he is both a dad and a Marvel zombie, but would love any and all input. Thanks for the laughs. You've gotten through the lowest points of my life over the last 10 years. I cannot express my appreciation enough. Love, 
Adrienne, last name withheld. Well, thank you for the for the nice words. We're yeah. glad we could be there for you, right, guys? Yeah, 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 yeah. And this is uh, unwittingly. Why turned did Dan into just very... do the jack off motion? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, no, this is just a very, um, you know, par- parenting centered uh, question for a parenting. A, yeah, uh, parenting centered episode. episode. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, we this week we are also sponsored by the American Fertility Increasing Institute. Did you know the American population is dropping? Yeah. If it gets too far down, uh-huh. alien nations from other planets will be able to come in and take our stuff, I guess. Yep. We need more Americans. Mm-hmm. Go out and have babies today. But not boss babies. They're creepy and a little smug. No. Have worker babies. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, – or uh, babe employees, they're called. Um, so – I found so my in a very similar situation. I have a three year old son, not the one you heard earlier. He's seven and a half, but his younger brother is also very into Marvel stuff. He's especially into Spider Man right now. Uh, although his understanding of who Spider Man is is very skewed because he has not seen too much stuff. Uh, he's actually been enjoying lately uh, the new Disney show Spidey and His Amazing Friends, which is about. Spider-Man, the two Spider-Men, Peter Parker and Miles Morales, and also Ghost Spider, Gwen Stacy, having very kind of low-key adventures. Not adventures with Loki, the, mm. you know, Thor bad guy. But, uh, but the kind of adventures where, like, they got to save cats from trees or, like, um, Rhino is just being a jerk at a at a carnival or something like that. You know, it's, it's very – it's Spider-Man without all the punching and kicking in the face that you get in the actual Spider-Man comics. And he's really been enjoying that. He insists on he being Peter Parker, Spider-Man, and me being Miles Morales, who on the show is called Spin. Uh, and so out of note, he'll just suddenly be like, Spin, what's going on over there? And I have to be like, oh, it's the Green Goblin. Let's go stop him. Uh, so he's been enjoying that. The other thing he likes is there's a book Marvel put out a little while ago uh, by with com- with comic strips mostly by Chris Russo called Mini Marvels. And that book, it's like uh, – kid versions of the Marvel characters for the most part. There are a few comic strips in it where the jokes are a little too grown up for a three-year-old, but uh, I, with some judicious looking at the next panel ahead and then editing the words, uh, he's been able to enjoy a lot of those books, and it's a good entryway for me to explain to him who these characters are. And if those don't do it for you, uh, Little Golden Books has a bunch of Marvel books that are literally just naming the characters and telling you what they do. Uh, there's no actual stories. It's just like so the like Avengers. Cats. Kind of, yeah. It's yeah. like Cats the book, but about like the Avengers. Mm. Uh, and so those are all ways to get char- kids into those characters and explain who they are without the stuff about them actually fighting and hitting. Because I really, that's the one thing that uh, I'm trying to keep my kids away from as long as possible is the aspect of superheroes that involves extreme violence, which mm. is hard to do when yeah, you're like, is. Problem solving involves a lot of punching. Yes, exactly. Very much yeah. so. That's not that's not the lesson I want them to learn. So uh, those are some examples that I would recommend. Uh, and if anyone has any other ideas, uh, write in and tell me, and I'll be happy to share them, I guess. I guess I'm spreading the word of Marvel Comics for kids now. I, I guess I'm part of the promotional department. I don't understand it, but it happened. Uh, this second and final letter is from Danny, last name withheld. Uh, hey, Floppers, your recent conversation in the jujitsu episode about actors who have built in an unexpectedly large portfolio of Flophouse classics got me thinking. Are there some incredibly prolific Flopmeisters out there we've never heard of? In order to find these unsung heroes of Flopdom, 
I wrote a script to scrape the IMDb page of each movie featured on the mainline Flophouse episodes, extracted the full credited cast and crew list, and crunched the numbers. Using a scraper for good. Yeah. One look... (laughs) Finally. ...realizes... One uh, one look reveals that this list is dominated by sound and VFX professionals. The number one flopper, by far, is Peter Rotter, an orchestra... Orchestra contractor, not conductor, contractor. I'm not sure what that is, but I that's I, someone that's someone you hire to kill orchestras. <laughs> yeah, with 69 flop credits to his name. From Hugh more, Stewart laughing at the number 69. <laughs> for from more than 1,000 credits Shit. overall, he has been nice. involved with 20 percent <laughs> of all the movies ever discussed on the Flop House. Wow. wow. Yeah, that's amazing. As far as I can tell, the first person on the list who is acting listed as their main job is, of course, Nick Cage, Mm -hmm. ranked 59th with 22 flop credits. One of them is for producing A Thousand Words with Eddie Murphy. The next person I found on the list... Wait, Nicolas Cage produced A Thousand Words? Apparently. Oh, he likes the fantasy. The next person (laughs) I found on the list whose primary (laughs) job is listed as actor is Robin Atkin Downs with 16 mostly ADR credits including Elliot's number one favorite, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. And probably the coolest person on the list is Al Cirillo, also 16 Flophouse credits, a helicopter pilot whose more than 500 credits include helicopter pilot, chopper pilot, aerial pilot, and actual helicopter pilot. (laughs) As to the debate over who might follow in Nick Cage's footsteps if he continues making pretty enjoyable and non-terrible movies, Samuel L. Jackson has eight flop credits, oh. while Idris Elba and Gerard Butler have seven each. Oh, man. Based on I'm surprised Idris choices. Elba is, is tied. <laughs> My money is on Gremlin Battler. As a long-shot candidate, I could also imagine Gary Oldman going the Nick Cage route. Five flops so far, plus Mank. <laughs> Only time will tell. <laughs> um, anyway, that's, uh, that's, that's basically the, the – there's a – uh, closing thing, but that's the that's some pretty amazing work there. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm very impressed. You, I mean, and also, Danny the more I think about it, the more, the more we should have done a Mank episode. The more I yeah. think about it, still can, it, but it's not going anywhere. It's not. I it's not going in the can. Disney vault anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> Be so funny if Disney was like, Disney's like, we didn't make this movie, and humanity is like, no, no, just please take it, put it away for put a while. In the vault. <laughs> um, that's impressive work. I'm, I don't know how to do computer stuff like that, and I'm just super impressed by it. And I'm kind of curious about what this orchestra contractor does. Like, what does he do? Dan, how does that work? Uh, I I imagine that uh, it, he contracts orchestras. He's uh, involved in the uh, right into the flop house and tell us what, what an orchestra contractor side. does. Yeah. yeah, please do. And if you're Peter Rotter, uh, let us know. You're our number one flop superstar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hit us up. Uh, but let's move on to the final section where we recommend movies uh, that we have seen, usually recently, um, but whatever goes. Things that maybe you'll like better than Boss Baby. Who knows? Maybe it's a movie you've seen in the future, but not yeah, yet. maybe you're Precog. Mm-hmm. Yep. Get out of that bath, Precog. <laughs> yeah, stop touching <laughs> Tom Cruise. <laughs> you gotta imagine those Precogs are so pruney. Um, I'm gonna... Uh, Recommend two, but make it very quick since I'm doing so. I watched Possession, the uh, movie from 1981. Oh, what Sam a Neill. Uh, Isabella Johnny. Yes. Um, Octopus Critter. Uh, it's a very, 
It's Don't very... oversell the, the, the performance of the octopus critter. It's in there, but it's not like it's has a lot of screen time. It's a it's a wildly unsettling movie. Uh, the two leads um, are certainly <laughs> putting it in uh, the most what I would say dangerous performance I've ever seen in a movie. Like the like the two of them seem like they're really risking their own like mental health to make this uh, film. And uh, you can feel it. It's a movie that just like gives off the vibe of something being wrong in every frame, but it's also like weirdly disturbingly beautiful. And it's uh, about the dissolution of a relationship, but not only about that, it's got weird supernatural elements, political elements. You're never quite sure what's going on. And yet it all seems to make perfect sense emotionally. Uh, and, but the other movie I wanted to recommend was like a weird companion piece. Let's, let's call it the goofball, uh, the goofus to possessions gallant. Uh, there's a movie called, um, what is it called? Love is a gun from 1994. Uh, it's the only movie written and directed by the, the, the writer-director. It stars Eric Roberts, and it seems like the director told him that he could do whatever he wanted and then told everyone else in the cast to match his energy. Uh, and it is also... It's kind of the erotic thriller, I guess you would call it, version yeah, of Roberts something like Possession, <laughs> where like it is almost equally as inexplicable what's going on in this movie yeah. uh but it feels more like if someone took a sort of uh 90s erotic neo-noir and threw it in a blender with a david lynch movie uh but then also told it like hey could you make this movie and make it like walk the line between being wildly terrible and kind of fascinating and good uh i love that in a movie when you can watch a, a movie that is probably bad by any normal metric, but also sort of works on its own terms. So that's love as a gun. So two strange movies about unhealthy relationships. Do they both have octopus critters in them? Only one has an octopus critter. So if that's oh, the okay. deciding factor, yeah. okay. watch Possession, always, although it's, it's hard to get, a, get your hands on the uh, director's cut. Yeah, I mean, in a way, Possession could have been called My Octopus Teacher. Mm -hmm. yeah, That's true. true. Um, so I'm going to recommend a movie that I think is in theaters now. Uh, you should go and watch it if you can, if it's safe. If not, wait for it to be on VOD. Uh, it's a movie called The Green Knight. I didn't recommend oh, yeah. this yet, right? Uh, Only on Twitter. Okay, cool. So you should go check this out. It is... Uh, based on an Arthurian legend, uh, and it kind of feels like it. Uh, there's, It's nice and slow. It's old-timey. It's got some twists. It's got a great Dev Patel. Uh, almost nobody is given a name. Uh, there's, like, no dialogue. I almost fell asleep twice, but it was worth it. Very little action, unless you count jizzin'. Uh, I would say check out The Green Knight. Fools, it rules. Yeah, I <laughs> I saw this too, and I can I I co-signed this. It is a movie where like the it really makes this time period feel like just such a an alien landscape. And I mean, like a lot of fantasy stuff does happen. It's not like this is the real uh, the real history, mm -hmm. but yep. but 
<laughs> it weirdly feels more evocative. So you're saying people, you're saying people didn't jizz back then. <laughs> people didn't fight headless green knights, but I, I it, it did feel like I felt like it felt evocative of what it must have been like to live back then, where like you lived in this fear of how mysterious the world that you didn't necessarily understand all of was. I can and, I can see what you're going for. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah. No, it's cool. as opposed to now when our anxieties are about knowing too much. Yeah, that's fair. And uh, yeah, and uh, and particularly like. The last like fifteen minutes of this movie, I think, are are pretty untouchable. It was a movie that, like, yeah, yeah it's great. Thumbs up. I I haven't gotten to see it yet. I can't wait to see it. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna recommend a movie that's also set in a strange uh, fantasy land. That's right, Los Angeles. Anyway, so <laughs> thank you, thank you. This Holly is a movie. Weird, we call it. Yeah, Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, this is. I want to recommend um, Randall July's last movie, Cajillionaire, uh, which stars Evan Rachel Wood as uh, the daughter of two con artists played by Deborah Winger and Richard Jenkins, and they are very bad con artists. They're incredibly unambitious and low-level, but they act as if they are the matchstick men. You know, they're mm-hmm. like... Uh, and they live in a in an office space that they are renting that's next to a soap bubble factory, and part of the, part of the rules of their living there is they have to, I think, at least once a day, use garbage cans to clear the wall of soap bubbles that have leaked in from the other side or else the wall will, will dissolve. So it's not a great life. And uh, they, as a family, meet Gina Rodriguez, and she takes a real interest in Evan Rachel Wood's character and starts joining them in their kind of con heisting and tries to pull her away from these clearly toxic people that she is in the same family as. And it's a Miranda July movie, so that means there's kind of alternating uh, cold weirdness and, like, uh, intensely sincere emotions. Uh, But I like her movies, and I like this one a lot. There's some funny stuff in it. And there's some emotional stuff in it. Uh, the actors are all really great. And, um, yeah, there's there's some parts that are real creepy, and I liked it a lot. And it was one of many times where I watched a movie, and I was like, oh, that was a really interesting movie. And then it said, produced by Brad Pitt. And I was like, Brad Pitt, are you producing every movie these days? Because I guess he is. But I liked it. Cajillionaire. I think it's on HBO Max right now. Hmm. Well, guys, what a, what a trip we've been on. Mm-hmm. What fun. A family affair. Yeah, I want to thank called. everybody for I want to thank everybody for putting up with my son. Uh, <laughs> Our pleasure. I Elliot. thought he, I thought he did a great job, but I could understand how uh, not everyone. I was after while well, he's talking like, oh yeah, not everyone's used to wh- his way of telling stories, which is to just follow the thread of whatever he's interested in talking about at the moment. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. that's kids for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what does that look? Stuart? He's laughing at child expert Dan McCoy giving us some info. <laughs> <laughs> hey man. <laughs> I mean, I have them, but I know how they tell stories. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember Dan. We got. I, I remember Dan. You getting very mad. This is before I had kids. I think telling mm-hmm. me about how a, another another friend of yours who had kids was saying that their kids ate like birthday cake at a party and got really hyper. And you were like, the science shows eating sugar doesn't noticeably increase the amount of hyperactivity of a kid. They've done studies on this. And I was like, I don't know, Dan. I think that's just what they noticed. And you're like, but it doesn't square with it. And I thought it was very funny that you were uh, <laughs> you were bringing science to a parenting fight. I, mm-hmm. No, 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 no. I, I, I just don't like using anecdotal data as a, if it is uh, scientific data. That's just less a parenting thing than my own <laughs> annoying Pedantry. Yeah, Elliot, I'm, and I'm glad. Thank you for bringing Sammy in. It was. It would have just been like me and Dan, a couple of non-breeders, giving you, mm-hmm. uh, you know, outnumbering you. And I think, uh, I think we got some much-needed insight into the world of being a dad and being a boss baby. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, because since he is a he is a boss kid, mm-hmm. and uh, and I'm the dad. There's you know time will tell whether he's a breeder or not. Uh, he certainly likes to listen to them. Oh, interesting. Uh, and yeah, yeah. Favorite <laughs> his favorite band certainly. Uh, and uh, but you know. The but I think it was it was just a it was just a special moment to share him with the world of podcasting listeners. I hope you enjoyed it. Please do not send letters to my son. Do not attempt to contact him. Do not talk <laughs> to me don't. about him. Mm-hmm. That is my son. You get away from my yeah, son. Bring don't. bring back my son. You know if you don't like it, keep it to yourself. There's no need. You can you can have an opinion that is not one that makes Elliot sad. Like that's that's a thing that can happen. You oh, that's cool. If you have a critical comment about my son or anything I've done, please refrain. I refer to get th- I prefer to get those criticisms from my dad's friends through my dad. Uh, that's my preferred method to get criticism yeah. of work that I've done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, but- he, uh, he he was talking he was talking to me today and he was like, "So, uh, so this show you're working on in the next season, are you going to develop the characters more? Because some of the comments I heard were that the characters were kind of not clearly defined." <laughs> and I was like, "What?" Some of the comments you. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't watch the show myself, but the the chatter oh, is wow. the problem yeah. with the thing you're doing. Yeah, on the message boards, everyone's saying that. Uh. Yeah, my the subreddits I'm part of, the Discord channels I run. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. When he was, I was, I was on a. Oh, what's that thing where you just listen to people talk and it's like a conference clubhouse. call? Clubhouse. Clubhouse. Yeah, the, I was in this clubhouse. I was in this Taliban-run clubhouse, and they were complaining about housebroken. <laughs> Okay. Well, but thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you for listening. Please uh, do all the stuff that helps us spread the word. Rate us, uh, subscribe, uh, tell people about us. Thank you to Alex Smith for being our producer. Thank you to Maximum Fun. Go to maximumfun.org, our podcasting network. Check out other podcasts. Yeah, just check out uh, podcasts. Yeah, check out podcasts. You know, uh, I hear they're really hot right now. So hot. Yeah, yeah. Now that Conan O'Brien's doing them, it's a revolution. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but for the Flophouse, I have been Dan McCoy. I've been Stuart Wellington. I'm Elliot Kalen, and Sammy already left the room, so I'll say goodbye for him. Hi, I'm Sammy. Goodbye. Oh, wow. Uh, bye. <laughs> yeah, so Sammy, do you have any questions before we start? No, I think I watched the movie. You, you can't. Okay. You can swear on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we're not going to today. Uh, and Sammy, like I was saying, we may ask you to leave the I show. I know. Room. I know. You've told me that many times. <laughs> okay, so, just preparing you. I just don't want you to be uh, upset about it. I don't need to be too ready. Okay. okay. I love this. Yeah. yeah. No one needs to be <laughs> yeah. too ready. That's the. That's you gotta the live in the moment, motto. dude. Yeah. You don't want to be overprepared. Yeah, yeah. That's the number one rule check, of podcasting. Check, check. Yeah, don't I be know. overprepared. Yeah. Or in our case. Don't be prepared much of the time. Wow. Okay. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.